Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. everyone for your patience. The DFM show is beginning now. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. I am your host, Turd Flingy Monkey, playing a little Killing Floor 2. I know a lot of people, like, they gifted me some games to play. A lot of them require, like, me to pay attention to the game. So, the only games I found, and I've, you know, been doing this a while, the only games I found where I can reliably play them on the stream while hosting a talk show at the same time are either action games or first-person shooter games. Uh, I tried playing, like, a, an, an RTS game. That did not go well. Did not go well at all. Pretty terrible, if I must, uh, being completely honest. But, playing a little Killing Floor 2... Because it's a first-person shooter game, the games are quick, uh, there's no story, I can basically just use muscle memory to play, so that's what I like. Anyway, okay, um, I'm going to bring in a segment that we did a couple weeks ago back where I monologue. This basically would have been a video. The fuck? Oh, does it? Hold on, make sure the game audio is turned down. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry, that was the... Uh, the in-game chat. I don't need uh, randos talking to me. Uh, what perk should I use? Go with Gunslinger. All right. Anyway, so uh, this, is, this is something I was going to make a video of, but then I ran out of time, and then I figured I'd just monologue on the show. Okay, so I was going to call this video The Tragedy of the Trad Thought. So I want you to think of your favorite trad thought, you know, like YouTuber, Instagram model, whatever, these girls who... They sell books, they have Patreons, they, they make video content, not especially original content, but, you know, they say what guys want to hear, and guys are like, oh, they're different, and they uh, pay them lots of money, and they get lots of subs, and everyone's happy. Here's the tragedy. Now, I know people, you know, they talk shit about them. I'm not downing their content. I'm not even, like, accusing them. I mean, obviously, they're, they're copycats. They basically just repeat stuff that they heard a man say once, uh, but what do you expect? That's what women do. Honestly, like, you can't really be mad at them for that. Uh, but here's the tragedy. This is why I call it the tragedy of the trad thought. These women are kind of setting themselves up for guaranteed failure. Because depending on how attractive they are, they're going to get a lot of subs, they're going to get a lot of patron pickies, and they're going to make a lot of money on YouTube and Patreon. They're just going to, especially if they're just moderately attractive. Uh, and usually the more popular ones, the ones, you know, the ones when I say trad thought on YouTube, you know who I'm talking about, those ones. They tend to be pretty attractive. They tend to be, you know, at least sixes or sevens, depending on your preferences. Like maybe you like, you know, you have certain uh, 
racial preferences or something like that, you may prefer one or another. But generally, you know what I'm talking about. Here's what happens, though. Uh, these girls, depending on how attractive they are, they're going to be making somewhere close to at least six figures. They're going to make at least six figures a year because you're talking some of these girls have hundreds of thousands of subs, thousands of Patreon supporters, and their tiers, like my tiers, only go up to 10 bucks. Some of these trad thoughts, they have tiers that go up into triple digits or higher. So they're getting a shit ton of money. And if you remember, there was that Twitch thought who uh, she had, she had, she was like married or something and she was hiding it from her supporters because she knows that if they found out that she was married, they wouldn't give her money. They know that they're not actually listening to them because they're really insightful and they're really engaging and they just love their content. They're watching them because they're attracted to them. And a lot of these guys, especially in the traditional circles, you know, they, they have Christian moral values. They don't want to be lusting after another man's wife. That's against the Bible. So this is why these trad thoughts, they can't, if they are married, they have to keep that under wraps. But also they can never get married. If they ever get married, or if they, even if they get a fiancé, they're going to, you're going to see a whole bunch of their supporters pull their support. They're not going to pay $1,000 a month for their fucking private Snapchats if they're engaged to someone else, because that would violate their Christian morals. So it, put yourself in the mind of one of these trad thoughts in order to give all that up. Because they're, again, they're making at least six figures, probably the mid to mid to high six figures. They need to find a man that's going to match or beat that amount. They need a Christian gray, only a Christian gray, because it only takes, I think if you make 300,000 a year, you're in the top 1%. So they need a Christian, only a Christian gray will satisfy them. Only a Christian gray can compete with the army of pay piggies. So now you have to ask yourself, are these trad thoughts attractive enough to get a Christian gray? And the answer is no, they're not. They're not attractive enough to get a Christian gray. I mean, I don't care. Like, I mean, I like half and all. And, but you know, even though Lauren's, or not Lauren Southern, uh, roaming millennial, even though she's a, a half and I definitely like hit her up for her phone number, all things being equal. I would never like, she's, she's too big. She makes, she's too popular. She makes too much money. Basically in order to be even on her level where she would consider you, you'd have to be so rich, so perfect. You'd have to be a 10 out of 10 for her to even consider you because of all the money she makes in her hypergamy. That at that point you could do better than her. Why settle for roaming millennial? If you're a Christian gray, you can have any woman you want. You don't need to like, unless you're really attracted to fucking girl next door sevens, uh, you're not going to settle for one. And that is the tragedy of the trad thought is they make so much money with their PayPal piggies or their, their patron piggy, whatever their piggies. Well, let's call them their piggies. I don't know why these payment processors all start with P that's like a nursery rhyme right there. There's so many P words. Anyway, the, they basically will never give up their Patreon and their PayPal and all the, the fame and the money they're making from all the men who are attracted to them for anything less than a man that they have no chance of attracting. And that is the, that is a tragedy of the trad thought. They're basically, they're doomed. And their hypergamy will never let, allow them to settle until they've basically fallen off the wagon and hit the wall. Only when they're old and they're their Patreon supporters and their PayPal piggies stop giving them money. They no longer give a shit about their premium Snapchats. They're ready to uh, 
I don't know, throw their money at someone younger, only at that point will they consider settling down for someone that they can realistically attract. And then it's too late. Then it's way too late. And again, their hypergamy won't allow them to uh, settle too much. They'll still think they deserve like a very high tier man. And that is the, uh, that's about it. It's kind of sad when you think about it because they're, they're almost kind of victims of their own, their own success. Like what, what can you realistically expect them to do? So, you know, there you go. Rip them. But there, there that, was, that was kind of my basis for a video, but I never got around to making it. Well, I thought about it, but then I was like, eh, I don't have time. So there you go. I would have I would have edited down, cut down on the uh, the rants that didn't go anywhere and the flub lines, and it would have been a video. But such is life. So that's what I did today. I also uh, been watching a lot of videos about stoicism and Nietzsche. I'm kind of like I'm kind of forming together because you know how I did the red pilling series. I started with red pilling egalitarians. There is a I'm trying to think of how to red pill male feminists and I'm trying to think of a way because this is like the quintessential issue is basically the reason why people become male feminists is because they have a slave morality and because they, they're filled with what Nietzsche called resentment. They're the herd. Now the question is how do you get someone in the herd with a slave morality to reject that morality and, you know, effectively come to the dark side and embrace a master morality that and I, I don't even think I don't think anyone's been able to figure that out. I think this is basically just a might be an unsolvable problem. So maybe we can't red pill the male feminists other than maybe maybe the ones who aren't fully maybe the ones who actually were brainwashed or conditioned to think like with a slave morality, they might be able to be woken up. But the ones who are truly weak, the ones who truly think that a slave morality benefits them and that only nihilism and destruction of everything in retribution for the shitty genetic hand they were dealt, if that's the only thing that will give them any sort of relief, then I, I can't, there's nothing I can do. I can't offer them anything. So I don't think they can be red-pilled at that point. If they're fully committed to basically destroying everything, then what can I say that's going to red pill them? I don't think there is anything I can say. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, all these zombies just showed up out of nowhere. They weren't there a second ago. Oh, I'm dead. Well... Yeah, anyway, so I guess that's all I had to say. Killed about 11 minutes, but I don't know where everyone else is. Well, I guess I'm just talking to myself. Hmm. Hmm. What do I talk about? I guess I'll open up the phone lines if everyone's just hanging out. Oh shit, there's a dead end here. I need to get the fuck out of here. You can all watch me fight this boss. Maybe I'll maybe I'll win. Maybe I'll die. Who knows? And I'm running. We're running. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> What's up, man? As another, yeah, as another Monkey Business Death Squad member, I'll be filling in for Shogun for a little bit. We okay. are actually gonna get a guest soon, but um, he's okay. in the pre-screening group right now, taking care of problems. Him. Yeah, exactly. Rose got it. All right. All right I, I believe see we have time for one call if you want to make that. <laughs> Man, oh well, I'm in the middle of a game. Usually, I play games before we open up the phone lines. So, Oof. yeah, I know. Oof, indeed. And I'm at the I'm at the boss. I don't even know where the fuck did everyone go. Hmm, I guess I'll just load up on ammo. Okay, well, we'll see if I can, uh, what I can do against this boss. We'll see what I can do. I know this turned into a let's play. I'm sorry, usually this is a talk show, but today it's become a let's play. You know, you never know what you're going to get. The TFM shows like a box of chocolates. I'm going to make my way. Hopefully I can save my team or not die. One or the other. Both are, are good out. There he is. Oh, shit. Get off. How do you know I was there? I wasn't even... All right. Oh, fuck. He's right behind me. Okay. Sorry for the delay. Um, guess is finally ready. Okay. All right. Well... Bring them on, because I'm still in the middle of a game. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into this, all right? Well, let's so, just jump, uh, we jump have... into it. Let's just jump into it. Indeed. So we have Fetus Deletus here. He's our guest for tonight. So what he wants to talk about is... Okay, so he's um, okay, so he's young, and he's and he has a small window to find out whether he's going to be disabled or not, because he has to visit a neurologist. And he wants some advice, because he doesn't want to be... He, he wants to find out what to do if he's going to be on disability for the rest of his life. And and another update that he wants to bring on. I'll, I'll let him expand on it. Okay. So, Fetus Deletus, go ahead. Um, you're Welcome to the Turfling and Monkey Show. To have an opportunity to, to catch the live show. Sorry, okay. I, sorry I forgot to unmute you. Uh -oh. Go ahead. All right, we're, we're back now. Yeah, yeah yeah, so as I was saying, um, I was just saying thanks for having me on. I uh, It's good to be a guest, even though I don't often have an opportunity to catch the... Oh, okay. All right. Not always. Anyway. Uh, you're breaking up pretty bad. I don't know what, what the deal is with your uh, sound. It's... it's maybe, maybe it's the button I'm using for push to talk. I'm holding the control key for it. Okay. I don't know. I sound, do I sound okay now? Uh, yeah, you were just breaking up a bit, but yeah, you sound fine yeah. now. Yeah, you sound fine. Go ahead. Okay, so um, back in the towards the end of November, beginning of, beginning of December, I was about a month into this new job that I started working at as a dishwasher for a fine dining restaurant, and uh, uh, there was just one night after work where about two hours after I got home. Oh, hold on, hold on, Celestina. Sup, my fag tells. Shout out to my masculine presenting transgender lesbians. Shout out to my black Israelites. Shout out to all the indigenous toothless Vietnam veterans out there. Take women's rights away. Thought Giggity. war now. Get fucked 666. Wow. Very good. Celestina with the epic shout out. Anyway, as you were saying. Yeah. So yeah, so 
I had this, uh, I, I had a, I had a, so about two, two hours after I got home, uh, I ended up having a seizure for the first time in my life. I was on the ground convulsing. I couldn't control my muscles. I don't know if it lasted 30 seconds or two minutes, but, uh, it sort of freaked me out. So I started doing some research on, uh, what kind of science, scientific research has gone into seizures. And I found out that, uh, I might've had one that's classified as a uh, psychogenic non-epileptic seizure which is a is described as a physical manifestation of mental distress and what I ended up doing was I wrote a letter which was my two-week notice that I gave to my employer telling them that I wanted to get a handle on this before I before something would happen on the job site and I would become a liability so okay. I ended up get, getting in touch with a neurologist and got an appointment set up i already there's there's two different tests that that i have to do i've already gone through one of them it's a uh, it's a brain a brain scan test where they put uh sensors on various parts of your of your uh your head and they okay. measure your brain activity through various things i've already been through one of those appointments and i started taking anti-seizure medication which has helped me so i am optimistic about where this could go but my next appointment isn't until march and i'm gonna find it's not going to be until then that i'll find out if i'm going to be okay to return to work or not okay so i'm hoping for the best but trying to prepare for the worst all right so i mean it sounds like you basically just got to do what you got to do uh i mean you can't con this it's not like you're faking it you're basically just kind of if something's wrong if you can't work if you're physically disabled there's no cure now, you mentioned that this may be a physical symptom of um, mental distress. Like, is there something going on that would cause you this mental distress you can deal with to basically allay your physical symptoms? Or is this really just because if you're losing control of your body, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And and that that's why I was talking about when I started taking this anti-seizure medication that I was starting to to be op uh, optimistic about where this could go and uh, upon learning what a non-epileptic seizure was and that it's a physical manifestation of mental distress um it it, it kind of it was it was sort of like a wake-up call that was that was basically saying i'm taking everything in my life way too seriously so i i had to shift my perspective on on things quite a bit and with the help of marijuana and this anti-seizure medication uh i used to have an an issue with having this volcanic temper where something would set me off and then i'd be angry about it for hours on end and with the combination of this medication and marijuana i i i would still get irritated at something but mm -hmm. I, i'm over it in two minutes okay all right so i mean what is the question you have? Like, it sounds like you've got a handle on it. I'm totally in favor of medical marijuana. Uh, I think the problem is any drug that can be abused for pleasure tends to get a bad rap, but obviously these drugs exist for a reason. There's usually medicinal reasons for it. Um, and I do know, like, I, I had a family member who died of cancer, and he was given medical marijuana while he was on chemotherapy so that he would have an appetite. So, yeah, like, honestly, in my, my stance on the drug, like, drug war and shit like that is uh, legalize all the drugs, just get rid of the welfare state. Uh, no disability uh, and no 
fucking welfare if you, and no free health care if you destroy your body. Go ahead and do all the drugs you want. It's your body. But you can't impose a th- cost on a third party. So if, if you want to do something to your body, that's fine. But you don't get to then reach into my pocket to pay for your health care after you destroy your body. So as long as we, you know, get rid of, uh, you know, socialized medicine and the welfare state and disability. Now, disability is fine in, in theory. Just if you destroy your body with drugs, you shouldn't get disability. I also don't think if you're morbidly obese, you shouldn't get disability. Like these people would not become 800 pounds if we weren't paying them disability exactly. for getting fat. So, but yeah, I have no problem with the medical marijuana, especially if it's been prescribed by a doctor and, you know, you're obviously, it's benefiting you, you have legitimate symptoms. So, you know, if you can work with the, the medicine, that doesn't mean you're not disabled. You still are dependent on these drugs and you could develop a tolerance over time, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I would still, you know, go for disability. Like this, now this may seem hypocritical, like, oh, TFM. You talk about how much the welfare state sucks, and here you are telling someone to go for the welfare state. Well, let me make a very clear distinction. If you don't spend it, the government's going to give it to some single mom anyway. So it's not like not spending it is going to you know, preserve the country any longer. We're already like trillions of dollars in debt. It's pretty much – it's fucked. Smoke if you got them. But I would advise you not to become dependent on welfare because when shit hits the fan – like I told this story the other day in the Discord server. Uh, I went to Burger King a couple weeks ago, and there were these black women begging for money and begging for food. And these were like – these weren't crack whores. These were like regular black women with wearing nice clothes and having nice hair with brand name. I'm like, what the fuck are these regular women uh, begging for money for? It's because uh, you know the government shut down. They weren't getting their food stamps. Now, they're gone now because Trump pushed the fuck out and opened the government back up. But for a while, all these black women were losing their shit. So, yeah, that, don't be like that. Don't be like, oh, shit, my fucking food stamps are, are late. I, I, I need to beg for food at Burger King. Then you're, yeah, you're in a no, bad place. People are going to riot because they don't get their welfare. They deserve to be shot because they're the ones making make meals. Yeah, well, that's my thing. So, you know, use if you qualify for it, you might as well use it. I don't care. Um, I'm No judgment here. But don't be dependent on it. And also, event, understand that it will go away. And honestly, look, if I qualified for welfare, I'd use it. But if it went away tomorrow, I wouldn't cry about it. Yeah, because it I needs it I needs to go away. But, but at the same time, you know, fuck. Again, if you don't get it, some single mom's going to get it. So you might as well fucking get it if you can qualify for it. I so. just think that the requirements for it should be should be more strict because people it, it sh- i don't think it should be a po- uh, below the poverty line issue i think people who have medical paperwork and documentation that qualify that says this person can't work because xyz X, then mm-hmm. that's one thing entirely different when somebody goes on welfare because they can not because they need well you know what's funny is whenever they try welfare reform because women vote there's always an exception for single mothers like in these states they tried to kick people off welfare who who could work but chose not to but there was always an exception for single mothers every fucking time there's an exception for single mothers it's disgusting but yeah, yeah what, because- what are you gonna do 
Because the babies, the children's, oh no! The blue exactly. bastard children that they shouldn't have been had in the well, first place that they had only kept their legs closed! Well, again, we, we kind of have a schizophrenic gynocentrism. Because the thing about gynocentrism and women in general is they always want it both ways. So they want the government to pay for them and their bastard kids while also paying for their abortions, while also paying for their contraception. So it's like, so what do you want? Do, do we have a pronatal policy? Do we have an antenatal policy? It's whatever women want. It's, so basically all it does is it's just, it's a big money pit. So the women who want to leech off, basically you're paying the women you don't want to reproduce to have all the kids. So you have the, you have the women over here who actually are middle class. You're paying them to murder their babies and, you know, giving them free contraception. And then you're paying the fucking dipshits at the bottom who have no job skills. You're paying them all the money to have all the kids. It's, that's a problem. Yeah, women, what, what can I say about women that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? I know, right? But so. anyway, um, uh, Craig, uh, Craig Mack has asked a, a fairly interesting question here. He, he's asking for the guest, what kind of mental distress manifests your condition? Um, uh, it is part of it is uh, post-traumatic stress disorder from a variety of things. Another part of it is I I have a hereditary chemical imbalance in the brain because you've talked you've talked before uh, when women give birth in their thirties, the chance of birth defects goes up significantly. Right. Like, my mother had me when she was thirty-one years old. Womp womp. Yeah. So that yeah, I'm, I'm that not. Happened. So it, it's it's who it's, hurt you? It's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Hashtag. Just, but there's lots of people who are born from mothers after thirty, and they're fine. You can't just generalize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your feelings do not trump facts. So chill the I fuck know. out. Oh, you said Trump re. That's my. <laughs> you said the T word. Mac the T word tr triggers me. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so that sucks. So what, I mean, do you want to talk about what caused the PTSD or is that too personal? Well, it's it's kind of a, it, it is a little personal, but it's it's sort of a conglomeration of a whole bunch of things. Um, I don't want to go into too much about it because I don't really like talking about my childhood. But by the okay. time I was 16 years old, I had to make the conscious decision to repress about eight or nine years worth of memories just because... I was everybody's whipping boy, you know, my parents were divorced my whole life. So, and, and they both had volcanic tempers. So, you know, I was constantly getting, getting a whole bunch of shit thrown at me from every direction at home and at school. And, you know, it is what it is. It, it sucks that I had okay. that. I went through a whole bunch of shit growing up, but, uh, uh, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I kind of, I had a shitty childhood too. I wasn't sexually abused, so I can say that. But that's about Neither it. Neither was about I. A, but I've, I yeah. went through just about every other kind of abuse there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm kind of amazed I turned out halfway decent, frankly. You know what? I'm going to be honest here. I have been sexually abused. I know what it's like. It sucks. So, and yes, yeah. you have to deal with some things growing up as well. So, and I don't talk about it much, but hey. I know how it feels. Yeah. I mean, not by my parents or anything, but I'm not getting. I'm not getting too detailed in. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's it's, not. It's, plus, it's easier to to summarize to summarize it by saying the only kind of abuse I didn't go through was sexual abuse. But 
yeah. yeah, I was I was everybody's whipping boy growing up, and then it got to a point where I said, "Fuck them." Uppercase W, lowercase W, 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 lowercase W, uppercase W, lowercase W, uppercase W, lowercase W, uppercase W, you, you heard need to bring back the uppercase. This is going to be the uppercase W, lowercase W rap. I'm about to tell you about Compton, fucking all these bitches after my money. Hey, Speaking of bitches after my money, I just filed my taxes. Fuck this state. I know. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, now this is like my first year of full self employment. Holy shit. Goddamn. Yeah, um, that that's another thing I was actually curious about. Because uh, uh, if if I if if things if it ends if I go to the second appointment with my neurologist and it turns into uh, the state legally recognizes me as disabled, um, I'd like to go into self-employment so I could eventually get myself off a of disability. But I don't know uh, the first thing about self-employment. <laughs> you just you have to have a, you gotta got the, you have to have the skills to pay the bills. That's all self employment is. You perform a service, people pay you. Ta da! That's all self employment is. But the trick is to find out what that service is that you could be passionate about. Because I'm well, going to if I'm going to be self employed, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. I don't want to just do something that's easy. Well, like it depends on what you're passionate about. Are you passionate about the process, or are you passionate about the results? Because I mean, uh, you may not like. Both. I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm uh, the the process and and the results that follow is what I'm is what I'm interested in. And one thing that I've that I've thought about is getting into producing electronic music, but I don't want to spend the money on going to a, a university to do that because universities are fucking... <laughs> there's, there's no university for university. that. There's no the, university. Academy if you want Art Institute, blah, blah, blah. No. Like. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> look, look, you don't need an, a degree in EDM. Uh, you just yeah, learn, I, I, learn I some software, uh, start doing some remixes, uh, but... You're, uh, though here's the thing like that's a hobby that's not a fucking career uh, unless you're really good very like b basically uh do you remember that my old outro before the sweet corn love i had the the anime outro where everyone was doing the carol merrill dance and dance and it had that really yeah. annoying poppy i got that made on fiverr from a guy who makes edm on fiverr now F fiverr is great you know, you could make some good some good money there, but I wouldn't call that a career. That's like a side gig, if if that. So, yeah, I mean that's fine if that's what you want to do. Make some EDM, uh, write some books, do that. But that that's not a, a reliable source of income. Right, and that this is this is all what it comes down to. I'm trying, you know, re regardless of which direction this this whole situation could go, I want to go the route that's that's going to allow me to make some sort of livable income well and look dude there's I, a thing called the americans with disabilities act just because you're disabled doesn't mean you're going to be unemployable especially if you can control your symptoms with medication in fact if you are a good worker and with with the help of your medication you can be a productive employee then your employer gets gets like basically incentives to hire you because of the americans with disabilities act 
So you're you're actually not in a bad as bad a place as you think you are. Unless you are totally disabled, like you're fucking Stephen Hawking and shit, you're gonna be fine. Most people who are who cl- are classified as disabled are not like a hundred percent disabled, bedridden, you know, you know, peeing their pants and needing a nurse to change their diaper and give them a sponge bath. Most people who are disabled are like partially blind or you know they don't have the full function of whatever. So if that's right. where you are, you can still hold down work. And again, you said this: uh, the the medical marijuana and the seizure medica- medication is helping. Perfect. So go ahead and get your disability. It's not going to affect your employment. And in fact, it may actually help you become more of an attractive employee, especially if you can continue to work. Hold on. You can smirk all you like and eat flan if you want. Just boycott Mexican beer, okay? Okay, so I've been trying to tell people, whatever you do, remember, spinning robot pussy, just get a doll, boycott Mexican beer. Those are... That's what you got to do. And since I quit drinking, that doesn't that means I don't drink Corona anymore. That means I'm boycotting Mexican beer also. So there you there, go. There you go. There we go. Even our alcoholic production manager is boycotting Mexican beer. And you can too. Yes. If don't, I can don't quit let drinking. Your, don't let your dreams be dreams. Right. Because if I can quit drinking, anybody can quit drinking. Exactly. Right. I mean, so did that, did that kind of help you out? Or was there a different angle you wanted to talk about? Well, uh, I, I guess I, I wanted to close up with uh, the fact that, you know, if I get the okay from the neurologist that I can't, that I'll be good to return to work, then I plan on reapplying back to the place that I turned my two week notice in from. Because ever since I entered the workforce about five or six years ago, no, actually, it's more than that now. So I entered the workforce when I was 19. I'm 25 now. Well, don't so, dox yourself before you keep talking. I don't want yeah, you to not, like have I'm a stream of consciousness to, issue and I'm start not, doxing I'm yourself. I'm not going to dox okay. myself. I'm just All right. about age here. But <clears throat> anyway, so I've been in the workforce for about six years or so. And this this job at this at this fine dining restaurant that I've had is the second easiest that I've had in the last six years. So if I get the okay yeah. from the neurologist to return to work, I wholeheartedly plan on returning to work at that job, doing what I was doing before I left. Uh, and honestly, if I were your employer, and I'd be like, you know, yeah, I have the disability, but it's it's controlled with medication, and I'd like to go come back to work. The fact that you actually were like, hey, I'm going to turn on my two weeks to make sure that I'm okay to work, that shows that you actually care about the company. Like, I don't want to be a burden on your company. Let me make sure that I'm good to work before I come back. So I'd actually like that. I would think very highly of that if I were the if I were the hiring manager. Like, wow, this is the guy who's worked. Like, how long have you worked there? Uh, not long enough to pass the probation period. Okay, so well, less, less than 90 days. Okay, well, but, even but, so. But while I was there, I wasn't there for long, obviously, but uh-huh. while I was there, I was a very hard worker. I took every piece of advice that I could, and, and I, I picked up on the job very quickly. And yeah, well, it, it's my point, my, my point was, well, my point was, uh, you're, you actually put the needs of the company first. Like to say, hey, you know, I have this condition. I'm going to go see a neurologist. Um, let me put in my two weeks so that you can replace me if you need to, uh, just because I don't know if I, if I can if I can work anymore. And then to say, hey, I got cleared. I'd like to come back to work. That shows you care. I remember being on Social Security benefits. The systems is completely fucked. 
You barely need uppercase W lowercase W uppercase W lowercase W Oh yeah Where my bitches at we gonna do the uppercase W rap Oh I'm a monkey I'm out here to say I'm gonna fuck all the robot pussies in the USA All my homies and my bitches say ho No one said ho What the fuck you left me hanging Now 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 that's just a pity a pity ho I don't need your pity hoes. Keep your pity hoes. How was that? Anyway, there we go, I guess. I'll take that. <sighs> okay, well, yeah, so I, I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, go to your employer after you get cleared, and, and good luck to you. I found out my dad suspected my brother wasn't really his before he and my mom divorced. By the law, it wouldn't have lowered his child support. 25 years and thousands of dollars later, Cuck confirmed. I can't stand being around my mom anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. The laws are written as such that um, even if you know the child isn't yours, you still have to pay the child support for it because reasons. Because Does it make sense? Not, not at all. Does it make sense at all? But, uh, well, yeah, the, it's, it's it, all to it protect the woman. To, TFM because vagina. Well, it's, yeah, it's to benefit the woman. The woman wants to know that she can cuck you. In fact, this is why in the UK, um, it is actually against the law to get a DNA test without your wife's consent. Now, what could possibly be the justification for that law other than to protect women who are cucking their husbands? So basically what they're saying is a woman has the right to cuck you. And you cannot confirm or, like, get any confirmation that this child belongs to you because they don't want to break up the family. They'd rather you be a cuck and pay for children that aren't yours, that your wife cheated on you to conceive. That's good for society. Now, obviously, they don't give a shit about you as a man. They couldn't give less of a shit. I mean, what else can that kind of law say other than they don't give the faintest shit what you, have to, what you think? Oh, you want to actually raise your own children? You want to make sure that your resources are going to a child that's biologically yours? No, that's bad for society. You know what's good for society? Being a cuck. Yeah, that's what society needs more of. Cucks. You it's have more fucking... than enough. Oh, I know. No, there's not enough cucks. There will never be enough cucks until, until Allahu Akbar has been achieved. It's kind of funny because... Your dad's Gillette. The best a man can get. Your <laughs> yeah. son's Gillette. The best it's a man ma'am! It's ma'am. You want to want to go outside? I'll show you a sir. I'll show you a man. I'll show you a, a man. Oh shit! Ah. I'll show you a man and then some. Uh, I don't like the way you said that. You kind of gave me a little creeper vibe there, Shogun. I apologize for my outburst. <laughs> You're fine. All right. So um, before we wrap up the show. I mean, or should I say wrap up the the, the segment? I'm yeah, sorry. Thanks. So you see you no. next week, everyone. What a great show. <laughs> where is where is my head today? Oh, I'm boy. sorry. <laughs> yeah, where is my head today? Anyway, um, so Fetus Elias, there's one thing you wanted to say um, regarding a previous guest here that you're a friend of. You wanted to give an update about that situation? Yeah, so back back when when the TFM show was on Twitch and you had Kat and DDJ as regular weekly co-hosts, uh, a buddy of mine called in after you sometime after you had established a call-in number and he talked about a custody case where he had 
I can't remember if he has one or two kids, but uh, he he had custody of at least one of his children. That that, in a nutshell, uh, things looked bad to the point where when he called the show to get advice from DDJ, the only thing DDJ could say was, "It sounds like you're fucked." Right. And I wanted to give an update because his his last uh, appointment with any of the attorneys, anybody from CPS, etc., was on Thursday. And I'm happy to report that uh, even in the custody case for a child of his that was just recently born. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Celestine's got to interrupt. You stated suffrage should be divided among branches, but in a reply you said the states can have universal suffrage since it's easy to move. I don't see why something so universally harmful should be allowed even at the state level. Please elaborate. Well, I mean... If you basically, the more centralized a federal government, the more likely a state is to secede. So if you want to hold together a country like the United States, you're going to, and have a small government. Like basically, there's two ways to hold together a large nation like the United States. You can have a really powerful federal government, um, and kind of like what we have, which I don't necessarily favor. I think a large government is bad. Or you can basically be more of a hands-off federal government, but you have to give the states a lot of autonomy so they don't secede. So this is basically the lesson we learned in the Civil War. Uh, the federal government was hands-off, and then it led to secession. And so the federal government became more powerful. And honestly, that was when things started to get bad. Like, it was from after the Civil War is when the Progressive Era started and all this other shit. It, it, a lot of it had to do with the Civil War. So I'm kind of trying to learn a lot of different lessons no system is perfect once you have humans it's going to become necessarily imperfect so i'm trying to just think of the lessons of history and apply the least shitty solution and from what i see if you want a small government that respects the rights of the individual and you want to avoid secession you have to kind of give individual actors such as states and municipalities more autonomy which means if they want to have universal suffrage, okay, whatever. And if they fuck it up, they fuck it up. And then they'll collapse and uh, what? Yeah. I mean, if there's a way to make it universal, like don't give – basically do a uh, net ta net taxpayer across the country, that would be ideal. But I also understand that you're going – if you want to maintain a country as large as the United States – uh, and keep it together without a civil war, without uh, it breaking up, then you have to give autonomy to the states. It's just the way it is. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. My ideas are kind of fluid. I'm trying to apply a lot of different lessons of history. So some of them may appear to cancel each other out or not be ideal. Because again, I don't, I don't live by principles. I live by outcome. I look at the results. So it may seem that, oh, you're betraying your principles because you believe this. Well, yes, ideally I do. Like I was talking to someone today, if we lived in an ideal world, I would be in an ANCAP. Because I think anarcho-capitalism is the most morally correct, logical system. When, if you care about consistency and principle. But if you live in the real world, ANCAP doesn't work because of human nature. So like as much communism. as as much it as I love ANCAP, human right? I love ANCAP. I love ANCAP in theory. I, I would I would love to live in a world where ANCAP was possible, but we just don't live in that world. So that's why I believe what I do, and that's why I say what I say. 
Not because I'm trying to be a hypocrite or be inconsistent. It's because I have to live in the real world. And so I have to look at results and outcomes, unfortunately. It's messy and it's hard because you can't just... Be, having principles makes things so much easier because you can just think and have the decision made for you by applying your principles. When you actually have to think about the individual situation and apply different you know, knowledge from different historical outcomes... It can get pretty messy, pretty convoluted, and somewhat, some might say hypocritical, but that's just how reality works. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I mentioned that, that he tried to get advice from DDJ, and DDJ basically told him that it sounded like he was fucked. Uh, he's, he's continued to fight the family court system uh, even after getting DJ's advice because he wanted full custody of his children and he wanted to keep fighting. So I'm, I'm happy to report that his, his labor, he, he's, a, he's bearing the fruit of his labor now and he was awarded full custody of all of his children. And his case what did has it, now been closed. What did his, so what did his wife do to fuck up? Because that never happens unless the wife fucks up. Yeah, she she was a very psychotic woman. She was the type of woman who for a while after after they broke up and she went back to living at her mom's house, she was the kind of crazy bitch that would come over and key his fucking car. Okay. Yeah, see generally uh, all she, things being she, equal she, she hasn't she hasn't done anything like that recently or over the last couple of months, but back when things when things were still when tensions were still high between them, she was she was balls to the wall crazy but eventually she calmed the fuck down because uh her doing that kind of stuff is what caused her to lose her ability to get custody of the children even though her mom their attorneys and some of the attorneys that he had talked to that were appointed to him they were all trying to fuck him over and uh long story short he he ended up finding his way through the system and fought the fought the system and eventually won custody of both of his children and his case is now closed nice yeah like the thing is, is I don't know. Obviously, this was a while ago because DDJ and Cat have kind of left the show. I wanted to get the band back together, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. But uh, yeah, the thing is, is when it comes to custody, everything is stacked in the woman's favor. So that's why I knew his wife had to have fucked up because it like a custody hearing is the woman's to lose. A man doesn't win custody, a woman loses custody, because by default, it's her custody to lose. So she fucked up. She must have pissed off the court somehow. So, I mean, good for him. The only Here's the sad thing, though. So I've known guys who've, you know, they've been able to um, outsmart their wife or whatever. But the problem is, is, you know, a lot of them, yeah, it's because the mom is crazy. And the sad thing is, is, okay, the mom's crazy, which means your children have the crazy gene. So, woo, I got custody of my kids who ha who share half their genes with this fucking insane woman. So, hooray. It's like that's that's the prize. You get your crazy your crazy kids who have crazy mom genes. But, you know, I'm happy well, for well, him. I'm really glad he got custody. At, yeah, and this is the really crazy thing about it cuz the oldest of his of his children is not even old enough to start school yet. They're very young. Okay. All right, man. Well, you tell your friend that I'm glad. I'm happy for him. Um, yeah. I see. The problem is, whenever a guy 
talks about how he got custody of his kids. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he has some kind of secret he can share with us. But basically what it comes down to is the guy basically either played innocent and made his wife feel sorry for him so she kind of didn't fuck him as hard as she could have or his wife was such a piece of shit that she actually pissed off the court with her shenanigans and lost custody which you can't really rely on either one basically your wife has to be really stupid and crazy or feel pity for you which is definitely the exception and not the rule Usually during a divorce, women go fucking scorched earth on you. Any love they may have had for you at any point goes right out the window. And all they want to do is destroy you and take everything they can from you. So any chance of getting her to feel sorry for you is out the window. So unless she's crazy and stupid, it's just your chances of winning are very slim to none. And this ends when men end it. And men can't end it without taking women's rights away. There is no other option. Yep, that's what I've been telling people. You know, but that's, I'm a crazy extremist. I'm just, you know, there, there's an article from the UK talking about the Sharia courts in the UK and how they're anti woman and the government needs to do something, but they're not. And it's like, yep. Everyone's like, oh, you can't do it, TFM. That'll never work. The government won't let us. Like, what about the Muslims? Well, well, the government's letting the Muslims do it because they're not white. What about the Amish? They're white. Well, well, but, but they don't even have televisions. It's like, okay, this is, what I, this is what's known as a uh, fucking special pleading logical fallacy, also known as moving the goalposts. So when you just go to admit that you're just fucking lazy and you're just waiting for someone to just give you everything because you don't want to do shit, which is fine. Just admit it. Whatever. Anyway, um, was there anything else you want to talk about, or are we good? No, we're we're good. We got we got all our bases covered. All right, cool. All right, man, take care. You too. All right, I will I will continue watching the show after after we're done here. Nice. All right, man, take care. All right, I'll, I guess all right. do some banana questions. Yep, we see our only guest. On uh, yes, we're we're. Yeah, we're having a, a one guest um, per okay. week uh, show. We're going to have a, a one guest per meet format for a while. See how well that goes. We may change it in the future, but we. But for now, it seems to be doing okay, but we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, there was a there's a guy who, who is a sex doll company guy, and he wanted to come on the show, and I told him when the show is, but I guess he had better things to do. Anyway, let's do some banana questions. Okay, well-known Mexican geopolitical journalist Alfredo Jalafi has stated that the nation who masters AI will rule over the world. So I've been thinking about this and comparing it with your theory of taking women's rights away, and that will guarantee the same global rule. So is one theory less important than the other? Is there any order of these theories that will guarantee any nation to be extremely influential? Okay, so AI is vastly misunderstood by people, even journalists. Now, this guy is a geopolitical journalist. He's not an AI programmer. I have talked to AI programmers. Um, AI isn't what you think it is. It is not Skynet. Um, it is a bit like replica AI is a chatbot. 
It's a very advanced chatbot that can effectively simulate real conversation, but it's just a chat. I don't know why you people are crying about the empire when you colonists wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for the French and Indian War and you people spitting your dummies out the pram. What you did was high treason, and you haven't paid the piper. Cat. <laughs> Cat. What are you even doing? You're like, you're, you're donating money to have Celestina talk for you? Why don't you just come on the show? Say it to my face, bitch. Anyway. Um, okay. So AI is, it's a tool. AI is a way for uh, computers to carry out their task using a neural network in order to solve problems through repetition. Think of it like, like an NPC in a video game. Like if you played one of these games like Halo or Fear, the way that the, the AI soldiers will take cover and try to flank you, that's all AI is. AI is designed to solve a problem. Now here's what's hilarious about AI. So uh, they hire these AI programs. Oh, they don't hire the AI. They, they get programmers to design the AI in order to solve a problem. Like, for example, there's an AI that was supposed to find the best candidates out of these resumes. Now, inevitably, because the AI is objective, it filtered out women because women almost are never the best candidate. And then they read and they said the AI was sexist. And that's the thing. What's hilarious is the AI is objective and the AI doesn't care about political correctness. The AI is given a task. It finds the most efficient way to complete that task. And it doesn't give a shit about your feelings because AI is built entirely on logic. And logic is a tool of the patriarchy. And so an AI is always going to determine that women are not the ideal candidate. Always. And then they always end up shutting the AI down because it's sexist. Which is fucking retarded. It's so stupid. But the AI's this idea of, oh, we're going to master AI, but what are you going to program it to do? Like, the, the guy who said that doesn't know shit about AI. He thinks AI is Skynet. He thinks AI is going to be this magical robot that does all the jobs. The government reopened and it looks like the Trump had to concede for now. How optimistic are you for Trump to get the wall either with a deal with Democrats or emergency shutdown? Also, what do you think about the new NAFTA deal for 2020? Trump's a pussy. That was, he's done. Uh, he couldn't get shit done when his party controlled the House, the Senate. Um, and now that he's lost the House, he played his Trump card, you know, pun intended, by shutting the government down. And then he pussed out. And he didn't even get anything for it. So, no, he's... I, I don't know why. I mean, he's, he gets called a Nazi anyway. It's not like they're going to call him anything worse. So what did he gain by opening the government? Were people going to call him a, a, a worse Nazi? Were they going to come up with a new word? It's fucking, he, he just pushed the fuck out. I have cerebral palsy, which affects my speech and motor skills. Even with the disability, I've been told that I haven't found the right one. I shouldn't give up, and I'm a loser if I do. This especially is painful coming from family. Hurts my heart. Well, uh, just, well, this is going to sound like I'm self-promoting over your pain, but I did a video series called The Zen of Zero Fucks Given, or The Zen of ZFG, and I highly recommend you check that out. The secret to happiness is not giving a shit. And I've had to cut off family members, I have to cut off friends. You have to cut off people, doesn't matter if you're blood-related or not, 
for people to judge you who are disabled, telling you you got to go find a woman, it's like, are you retarded? It's so stupid. So stupid. And also, even if you weren't disabled, you should, <laughs> you should just get a waifu. And look, if your family's going to talk shit, here's how I shut family members up who talk shit about, oh, you need, when are you going to give me grandkids? Tell them, all right, I want you to sign a contract saying if I get divorced, you're going to be on the hook for all the alimony and child support. Your retirement is canceled. I want you to put your retirement money on the line to pay for my alimony and child support if I get divorced. And watch their fucking face, their expression change. I'm like, well, I don't want that to happen. I just want grandbabies. Well, fuck you. Like, because you clearly aren't willing to put up your future. Why should I put up mine? Just because you want grandbabies. Go buy a cat. Go dress it up in people's clothes and call it your baby. You fucking crazy bitch. And if they don't like that, if they want to try to control you and shame you, just stop talking to them. You don't need them. We're all God's children, so whether we're blood-related or not shouldn't matter. Anyway, so just to wrap up this question, um, a, geo a geopolitical journalist doesn't know what the fuck AI is. He needs to actually talk to someone who programs AI, and then he wouldn't say this stupid shit. The AI is good. AI is a tool. AI can help people do things easier. It can, it can do all kinds of stuff. It's great. But it's not going to cause you to rule the world. But you know what will cause you to rule the world? Having a population. Because as one population keeps shrinking and your population grows, they are going to invite your population into their country to be their workers. And then instead of you importing other people's cultures into your country, you're exporting your culture into their country. And then their country becomes your country. Because what is a nation? A nation is simply a group of people who share a culture. That is a nation. So it doesn't matter if you, like, you could have different countries. As long, if you have a, say, the same language, the same culture, you're a nation. So imagine one nation exporting their population all over the world as these leftist communist nations require workers. And then they bring their culture with them into these nations. And then as they become the majority of the population, the government simply falls into their lap. You take over the world. You literally take over the world without a single war or anything. It just, the government falls into your lap as you become the majority of the population. How do you think Sadiq Khan became the mayor of London? What do you say, cat? Huh? You want to talk shit about the Tea Party? Talk about shit about the colonies? How do you think Sadiq Khan became the mayor of London? Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> all right, we'll do one more banana question. I guess we'll open up the phone lines. All right, could you repeat how much gold and silver to have and at which point someone has fuck you money? All right, this is really simple. All right, you want to have six months of living expenses. So calculate how much money you, you need to live. Not much how, money, how much money you earn, but how much money you need to live. Take your uh, monthly expenses your food expenses, utility payments, everything you need to live. Like if times got tough, how much do you realistically need to live the lifestyle that you're accustomed to in one month? And then I want you to multiply that by six. That amount, whatever that amount is, need to keep that amount in cash in a money market account. This is going to protect you against a the depression. Then you also need to need that same amount. 
So you have six months in cash, and then you need six months in silver. Why silver? So you can barter with it. You can't barter with gold. It's too expensive. It's like $1,500 an ounce. It's too much. But silver is about $20 an ounce. You can barter with that. Now, in the initial stages of the shit hitting the fan slash collapse, no one's going to want your silver. I promise you. People are going to want food, ammo, medicine. No one's going to take your silver coins for shit. So you're still going to need a year supply of food, medicine, ammo, all that shit. But if you're talking about storing your wealth and everything like that, you, you are going to want some precious metals in order to trade with as the economy stabilizes. Because if there's a total government collapse or hyperinflation, that's really what your silver is for. Your silver is ne not necessarily going to protect you from a government collapse. That's what you're going to need your food, your ammo, your medicine, your fuel for. It's going to protect you against hyperinflation. Because this is a story I like to tell. If you look back in the 1900s, back when uh, your coins were actually made of precious metals, you could buy a uh, you could buy a really nice meal for one ounce of silver. A one ounce silver dollar would buy you a nice meal, and a one ounce gold coin, uh, w which was twenty dollars at the time, would buy you a tailor-made suit. Now, in the current year. A one-ounce silver coin is worth $20. $20 will buy you a nice meal. And a one-ounce gold coin of $1,500 will buy you a tailor-made suit. So what has changed? The gold and the silver hasn't changed, just inflation. So gold and silver will maintain their value during hyperinflation. So it'll buy $20 worth of shit today. It'll buy $20 worth of shit in 100 years, even if $20 isn't $20 anymore. The dollar will go up. We might have hyperinflation, but silver and gold is going to maintain its its value. So you have the cash for a depression. You have the silver and the gold for uh, hyperinflation. And then you're still going to need food, ammo, medicine, and fuel for a collapse. And then the precious metals. Your, your cash is gone at that point. You're not going to get to a bank. Also, don't keep your gold and silver in a safety deposit box or anything. You need a safe in your home because your bank is going to be closed. Anything that's in the safety deposit box, it's going to be taken by fucking the government or raiders or some shit. So, there you go. Oh, uh, the second point about fuck you money. How much do you need when you have fuck you money? Fuck you money is when you have, when you're earning an income, either passively or through a, a business that you control, that you can maintain the standard of living you want. Whatever that is. Maybe you have a very modest standard of living and you only need a very modest passive income in order to maintain it then you can have fuck you money a lot earlier than someone who needs a, a much larger amount of money to maintain their standard of living of whatever they want. So it's very personal. If you want to live out in the woods, you could probably do that for pretty cheap. So once you have enough money to live out in the woods, you're effectively retired. And all you need to do is you need to have a big enough nest egg that you can invest in and live off the passive income, and you're done. You have fuck you money. The reason why it needs to be passive is because let's say you own your own business. Uh, imagine you're like that Christian baker that constantly gets sued for not making gay wedding cakes. So even though you own your own business and you're technically not fireable because you're the boss, you could still be harassed by SJWs. You could still have your business uh, damaged or destroyed. But if you're making income passively through investments, nobody can hurt you because who are they going to call? The British Empire exported its culture all over the world. The Empire brought the world up to speed. We had a good thing. It wasn't perfect, but it was the right thing. Then you colonists succeeded. You messed up a good thing TFM, and you know it. 
but yeah, America was the extension of the British Empire. But basically, America uh, was it, what's what I'm looking for. They inherited the British Empire. In fact, all the former British colonies are basically American allies at this point. So, what happened? What's happening in America and Europe are basically just an extension of what was going to happen anyway. Even if America, if America didn't secede and didn't have the Revolutionary War, we'd just be Canada. Canada's fucked. Canada's a fucking shithole. So just America didn't ruin it because we would just be Canada. We'd be Southern Canada if there wasn't the Revolutionary War. The problem with the British, the British Empire is giving women rights because colonization only works when you have a surplus population. You can't maintain an empire without soldiers. You can't maintain an empire if you give your women rights, they stop having babies. And you see that once women got rights, once the rev once the uh, the Industrial Revolution hit and feminism hit and all these women were given rights and it swept over the, the entire Western world, the fertility rate shit the bed. That's what did it. But you know what? We could make we can make the British Empire great again, Kat. By taking women's rights away. Or we can become Muslim. It's up to you. All right. All right. So with that being said, let us uh, turn on the phone lines. I did do a test to see if uh, it worked, and it seemed it should work. I don't know what happened last week where the where the Skype number didn't work, but whatever. All right. So while we're waiting for a call, no, oh, never mind. Here's a call. Skype is ready. All right. Uh, do you want to be on the call, Shogun? Yes. All right. Hold on. Give me a second. Cat, if you want to talk about it over some tea, we're preparing some right now in the harbor. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. All right. Waiting for Shogun. To... Hold on. Let me wait for Shogun. All right. Welcome to the Turd Fling Monkey Show. How are you? Doing well. Hello. All right. So how can I help Hello, you? Hello. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. How can I help you? Yeah, I just I just wanted to run like maybe a quick like a uh, question by you about the the whole proposal about how net taxpayers shouldn't be able to vote. Okay. Well, so my thing is that non-net taxpayers, so it's good enough already that they shouldn't be allowed to vote, but I think it should go uh, like further beyond that because it's not so much that uh not so much that they shouldn't be able to vote, but also that maybe they should also be taking or rather be directed in like maybe their choices are being given like certain direction on training or other like forms of education so that they can kind of rise up out of that position. Oh, so you, because yeah, like, no, I, I'm totally in favor of maximizing economic mobility. Exactly. Yeah. I'm totally, in, in, in fact, I did a video called uh, economic equality versus economic mobility. Cause you always hear about, Oh, mm -hmm. income inequality is widening. It's so bad. But income inequality is simply a product of having a rich country. The only way to lessen income inequality is to make your country poorer. Because you're always going to have people at the very bottom. So the only way to lessen the inequality is to make everyone poor. Which I don't think people really want. They're just... It's just sour grapes. Like, I'm not rich, so no one else should be rich too. Sour grapes. Free. So, yeah. No, but I'm all about, all about in, um, economic mobility. So having, edu having education, having uh, job training... That thing. No, instead of giving people money, we should give them ways to better themselves 
so they can actually get a job and become productive again. We should, you know, we should, uh, what's the word I'm looking for as a phrase? We should not take, make it com don't make them comfortable in their poverty, but give them exactly. a way, give them a way to rise up out of poverty. And honestly, like, the, the best the way, way to do that is get rid of welfare. But if you need welfare, like if you're disabled, you know, fucking take your welfare, but you can't vote. Now, when it comes to job training, um, I'm that's still a service, so that, that does count against you as a net taxpayer, but you could always pay that mm -hmm. back once you get established. But it's just like, you know, it's like uh, I was in the military and I got the GI Bill. Now people are like, that's welfare. Mm -hmm. Well, soldiers don't get paid shit. So it's like basically a, it's something that you get paid as someone who's in the military. In lieu of a higher well, base well, salary, you get benefits. Well, that's just it. Like, I, I kind of came to it because I was having a discussion with someone who was saying that, you know, being in the military is basically socialism. But I told them that in the military, you're paid, but you also have to maintain fitness and follow orders. Well, so no. Would well, you hold accept on. that? No. No, the, well, no. It, okay. Anything that's not anarcho-capitalism is technically socialism. So let's define our terms because yeah. this is one of those issues that gets there's a lot of confusion. So uh, communism is obviously when the government owns all the means of production. Socialism yeah. Socialism is when the government owns some of the means of production. <coughs> so if, if, the, if the government owns the, like, the courts, the police, and the military, those are some means of production. Those are some industries that the government owns. And so that is socialism. Shogun, is that you coughing and doing an ASMR scratch on the microphone? Sorry, I forgot to mute it. Yeah, go ahead and do that, please. Anyway, so... Uh, there's degrees of socialism. I call it the spectrum of socialism. Uh, so yeah. that's why the, the word socialism is kind of meaningless because basically anything that's not anarcho-capitalism is technically socialism, which is it's meaningless at that point because what do you mean? What kind of socialism are we talking about? So do you mean mm -hmm. democratic socialism, crony capitalism? There's so many fucking bullshit useless terms. Anyway, yes, the, the military by definition is technically socialism because the government owns it it's not private so if the government got rid exactly. of the military and had blackwater do the military's job then that would be not socialism but yeah it's but basically these people who think like oh you believe in communism too because you believe in the military it's like shut up you're an idiot um so yeah, yeah. so but so yeah yeah so so yeah all that being equal yeah, yes but uh, the, the discussion was that like I told them, so if if you wanted socialism, would you accept the socialism where you have to remain maintain a certain level of fitness and prove your obedience and loyalty to that system, and like and be directed by the people who were technically responsible for them because they're funding their whole living expenses while they work for them? No, okay, so, so like so no, okay, no, 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 you don't have to. The government can hire contractors. That's essentially what the military mm -hmm. is. But it's a gov it's a government-owned yeah. monopoly. But they hire you and they pay you. So you're essentially a government contractor. Yeah. But because you don't work for yeah. a company, there's no intermediary. It's government-owned. Now, as far as mm -hmm. loyalty and fitness, that that doesn't mean anything. As long as you're doing the job, mm -hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't matter. Now, the government can obviously set its mm -hmm. own standards, but that doesn't mean anything in terms of anything that's like saying if the government hires a contracting company to build a road that's socialism and all those government employees or all those contractors are on the dole like you could say yeah. that i suppose but that's kind of stupid but yeah that's kind of what they're saying which is whatever they're kind of stupid that's not yeah yeah, yeah i'm just saying it's like it'd just be a good method of like 
if if there would be any socialism, it would be like if anyone was able to work and everyone would be on that system, they should definitely just be working. Right. More, the, like more uh, look, no, look, all. it's fine to take welfare. I'm fine with having mm. a social safety net. But you don't get to mm. vote because what happens when people on welfare vote? They just vote themselves more welfare. They don't have any skin in the game. So right. you just you just can't vote. You don't get to vote. Sorry. Now here here's here's the money you need. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to starve to death. Take the money and enjoy it. But it's not your money. You're getting someone else's money. So take the money and go away. But you, we're not going to give you the power to vote yourself more money because that's what happens. So it's like people act like, most people don't vote anyway. It's that deal like, oh my God, you're going to take people's voting rights away. This is, it's so, it's like, it's fascism. No, people, people who don't have any skin in the game shouldn't be voting to take, to take other people's money and give it to themselves. That is just mm-hmm. completely stupid. Now, I understand there are people who are going to... They, they know they're going to lose the right to vote because they are on welfare. And so they, mm-hmm. they're trying to like, what if we do this? Because I, I want to vote. But why do you want to vote? I, I promise you. Why do you care so much about voting? It's because you're worried about getting your welfare cut. So you're just mm-hmm. dressing up your self-interest as some kind of morality. Like, oh, you, you're, this is going to start an oligarchy of the rich. But at the end of the day, you just want to preserve your welfare. In fact, I got into a debate with a this white nationalist guy who's talking about how, uh, you know, all this other stuff. And so when I confronted him about, you know, if you really cared about uh, white fertility and, and these countries going extinct and white people losing their culture, this is what you do. All they care about, this is sad. You know what? This isn't even the first time I've run into this. A lot of these white nationalists don't even give a shit about what happens to their white white race. They don't give a shit about uh, what happens to Europe or what happens to these societies. All they care about... They want their welfare. They want their welfare. It's just like the goddamn boomers in the Tea Party. Because I've mentioned this before. I used to be part of the Tea Party back in like 2009 to 2012. And I, I thought it was like a libertarian thing. But it turns out 70% of the Tea Party were just a bunch of boomers worried that Obamacare was going to cut into their Medicare. And so they were all fighting Obamacare, not because they gave a shit about government or socialism. They just wanted to protect their Medicare. And that's what the, a lot of these, I'm not saying all, there's a lot of probably well-meaning white people who are genuinely concerned about the future of Europe and their society. But there's a lot of these white nationalists that are just welfare sponges who are just worried about, oh, these brown people are taking on my welfare, and I want that welfare because I'm a piece of shit who doesn't want to work. And so they're just racist, welfare pieces of shit, trying to, they're using, just like the these boomers in the Tea Party, were hijacking a movement to, to basically make sure their welfare kept flowing. You have these mm-hmm. white nationalist pieces of shit who just, all they care about is welfare. And they're using... They're basically giving the white nationalists who actually are well-meaning and actually do care about the future of their culture and race a bad name because all they are is a bunch of pieces of shit who want welfare. So, yeah, but I've been there. I've been there. Again, I was part of the Tea Party. I know exactly what this looks like. If you want a good example, go to Kentucky. Plenty of white trash over there on welfare and selling meth and stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean, meth... What created meth, honestly, was the drug war was so successful that people couldn't get access to, like, the the drugs from South America anymore. But people want to get high. So because they couldn't get access to the drugs, they turned to, like, making drugs out of fucking cleaning chemicals, fucking bleach and shit. Whatever will get them high. And honestly, meth is so much worse. Like, the actual drugs you get in South America are... 
far more healthy relatively than meth. But because, oh, we got to mm. can't have drugs. Oh, got to ban the drugs. Now people are doing meth. Stupid people are going to do drugs. I remember when I was in school, people would smoke kitty litter. Kitty litter. What? Yeah, they would smoke what? kitty litter because it kind of looked like the stuff. People were just people were snorting pixie sticks and smoking kitty litter. Huffing paint. Yeah, people are fucking stupid. I knew a guy in the Navy. He's from, what state was he from? He's from a state. I can't remember what state he was from. But in that state, they had something called Waterheads where these fucking retards would huff gasoline and it would cause it would cause their brain to break down it would cause like when they when they would when they move their head back and forth you could hear it sloshing because it would turn their brain into liquid and they would still do it because it made them feel good they wanted to get high like what can you do what can you do with those people what can you do other than let them destroy their body but don't give them welfare mm-hmm. don't give them disability right. just so here destroy your body and then then you're done I hope it was worth yep, it the, yep they they do yeah, that to themselves yeah. I, was, I i had, i had an ex that did meth and yeah that was that was not a pleasant thing right now again same with fat people people who destroy their body fucking eating cakes and pies they should not get disability either they should not be getting welfare they did it themselves in fact Honestly, like I've done the research. If you don't pay people who are fat with welfare, they will lose weight because food costs money. I know this may blow some minds, but if people who are morbidly obese weren't on welfare, they would lose weight because they won't have food and they'll just lose weight by default. By giving them welfare, you're actually literally feeding the problem. Enabling them. Yeah, and then then these people become like 700 pounds because they don't have to work. They're, They're on disability. And they just get fatter and fatter. And then then they have to go to the hospital for, like, bypass surgery where the fucking surgeon has to swim through their fat like a kiddie pool. And that's all paid for with Medicaid and shit like that. It's, like, it's just endless money sink. And if you just didn't, you made, like, you caused that. If you didn't pay them money for being fat, they would have lost weight. They're, like, once you're too fat to work, that is as fat as you can possibly get. Unless somebody is buying you food, like those people who have the BBW fetish, who literally want to, like, fatten you up because fucking your fucking Michelin Man body turns them on. That's their kink. But unless that's you, you, these people cannot get fat once they lose their job. They have to, they can't get any fatter than they they, uh, can work. Because once they can't work anymore, they can't eat. It's so simple. So just. Welfare is, for a fact, a, a dysgenic force in society. It's just oh, it absolutely is. It, it brings out the worst. It brings out the worst in people because it takes out like their need to work, so they don't learn any skills. It takes out their need to learn, so they don't learn anything. It's just it's horrible. Yeah, it's well. It also Fucking rewards. It, it's the complete opposite of you know, a meritocracy. You're paying people mm-hmm. for their failure. So whatever you subsidize, you get more of. So when you pay people who are failures, you're going to get more failures. And and you see this with the single mothers. Before the welfare state expansion called the Great Society, the single motherhood rate Mm -hmm. was really low. Like, even in the black community, it was, like, less than 20%. Now, it's 75% among blacks, even, like, white people. Their single motherhood rate is higher than the black single motherhood rate was in the 50s. And you're seeing like things like percent now among yeah, whites, and, and like fifty percent now among Latinos. Yeah, and you're seeing all the problems, like the meth epidemic, is caused by the single motherhood subsidies. All these things that people used to say about the black community, 
that's starting to happen to all the communities because it's caused by welfare dependence. It's mm-hmm. this is so, yeah. But everyone's like, "But my welfare." But I need welfare because I'm lazy. I can't work. I got some fucking Fortnite to play. I can't get a job. Um, now that, now that we're on that subject, I, I, I wanted to run another idea by you. Okay. So what do you think about uh? So what do you think about uh, the idea of consolidating the male demographic? Consolidating the male demographic. Can you tell me what you mean by that? So, like specifically in areas where they have like extremely high crime and there's like a lot of single parents. Mm-hmm. Like you go in there and you kind of like assess like the education system, but you target specifically young men. So you take like young men between the age of like you know 13 and 20, and for them you kind of like shift them out of that kind of school system and kind of like a you kind of enter them in maybe like a like a work program and a separate schooling program that kind of like addresses like male needs, like mentorship and shit to kind of really counteract the problem of the whole single motherhood thing. So like literally regimenting the lives of young men who are in these communities that aren't really getting what they need from like the home life because the home life's completely shit due to like Mm -hmm. that whole, like I said, family collapse. Like what what do you consider that as a solution? Like just in the short term? Uh, Well, you know, so there you got, you have to, correctly diagnose the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is the single motherhood and the welfare dependence. Um, now, I've right, actually, but... I, I've, I've talked to these, like, we was Kang's people who, you know, nothing is ever black people's fault. And they're like, well, what do you expect? Of course black people commit more crime. Their school sucks. It's like, well, their school sucks because yeah. of all the crime. It's a downward mm-hmm. spiral. But, the, okay, so, ha- like, here's how we fix the problem. Now, there's different ways. There's the expensive way. And then there's my way, and I call this, again, I call this the philosophy of inaction. If two paths lead to the same outcome, you choose the path which requires mm-hmm. the least degree of effort and energy. So in this right. situation, we have, we have a system where you have an entire community built on welfare dependence, which glorifies crime, and where single mothers are rampant. That is the problem. It's the welfare dependence which has ruined the black community. And you're, again, you're seeing mm-hmm. this even in white communities with the, uh, the meth epidemic. As white single motherhood rises, as white welfare dependence rises, you see meth. Like, it, this is not a race thing. This is a welfare dependence thing. So you, cu- you cut off the welfare, cut off the single moms. Yep. You basically, mm-hmm. that will fix the family. You don't need a giant like, oh, we need this and that. No, just cut those single mothers off. The, the family will fix itself because patriarchy is the natural mm-hmm. default for nature. And then as the families get mm-hmm. fixed and as you stop rewarding bad behavior... Uh, everything basically fixes itself. You don't need to like go in and have these massive uh, like social programs to help black youth cut the welfare off. That's the problem. Now, there's going to be one generation. Now, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but I, I want you to remember back in the 60s during the Great Society, there were single parents during the Great before the welfare expansion. There were single parents, widows. Yeah, yeah. But And, you know, no one was there to help them. And so the argument was, we need to help these single mothers. By helping those single mothers, we then exacerbated the problem many times over, and now we have an epidemic of single mothers. So, but Mm -hmm. in order to get back down to that natural level, there's going to be a very painful transition period where there's a lot of people who are completely Mm -hmm. addicted to welfare, who don't know how they're going to live without it, who are going to turn to crime and violence and rioting. They have to be shot in the face. Yeah, it's a lot like those so, seagulls that didn't that that learned yeah. that that realized they didn't know how to find food after uh, because they were getting them off the ships and stuff. And when the ships had, had um, stopped coming in, then they 
those two girls mm. were free and panicking, like, oh no, how are we going to eat? So right now, you like some environment. Now you could try. Here's the thing: oh, you I can guess. you can try to target them, and you could try to offer them job training, and I'm fine with that. But you have to cut off the welfare, and when you do, it doesn't matter how many job training programs you have. It doesn't matter how much shit you offer them. There are people who are just so, they're so addicted to welfare. The only thing they will accept is not working. They, they welfare is is all they'll accept, and they will turn to crime. Well, they. Oh yeah, well they're like I said, well, them being shot is kind of like a given, and of course getting rid of welfare is also a given. I'm just saying, like I was just I was just running the idea of the whole interim, but then again, now that you mention it, the interim thing will probably just get extended and extended, and it'll just probably be the well, welfare thing all over again. Right. So here, not worse. we have we have had impromptu experiments on this subject. I want to say Washington hmm. State, but there, it might have been others too, where they did a a work requirement for welfare. It didn't last. The federal government eventually came in and said that you have to give these people welfare and they undid whatever law was passed. But there was a brief time where basically people got their welfare cut off. And 75% of people immediately found work. Right. Just, um, and, and the ones who couldn't find work, the majority of them were just single mothers. Who it didn't honestly, it doesn't make sense for a single mother to work because if she's single, uh, if for her to go to work, she would spend as much or more on daycare as she would earn at the job, meaning she wouldn't make any money. So it makes it makes no sense for her to work. But so, but honestly, cut off all their welfare. Cut off their welfare too, because you know what happens to these single moms who can't afford to to live on their own. They'll move back in with their mom, or they'll move back in with their baby's daddy, or they'll reconcile with their ex-husband, and everything will be fine. But in the meantime, they're the ones who uh, couldn't find work, because it, and then of course they got the welfare back. There is a small minority, again, 75% just get a job, and of the 25%, most of them are single mothers. A minority of a minority are actually the ones who will turn to crime and rioting. So we're not talking about cutting off like, oh, my God, you're going to kill all these poor people. No, it's going to be a very small minority. Most people will simply get a job and everything will be fine. There will be some who will turn to crime. There will be some single mothers who will have to lower their standards. I'm sure the crocodile tears will be epic. But frankly, uh, in Chechnya, which is like a province of Russia... Because this is a Muslim mm-hmm. oh, yeah, province. Oh, uh, yeah, thing, Yeah, they, right? they basically said, we're tired of your kids turning to terrorism. So I want you to go back and live with your husband. Your your divorce is now undone. Go back to live with your husband because they, these kids need their father. And that's why they're turning to, to terrorism. And if, the, if your husband remarried, congratulations, he has two wives now. Done. It's over. That's mm. fucking brilliant. And he, they're right. Uh, like, when you see, just like the school shooters come from single parent households mm-hmm. a lot of these fucking little kids who, who commit terrorism it's the same thing single parent and this is a muslim country single parents are a problem mm-hmm. in islam too and their kids turn out shitty because especially boys need their father i'm not saying all and the thing is people are like what about people with shitty fathers who are abusive yeah that's true but if women didn't have welfare in the family court to fall back on maybe just maybe they'd stop fucking these abusive pieces of shit because they wouldn't they wouldn't have a plan b maybe they'd actually think about actually settling down with a nice guy and having a family with him instead of fucking chatting tyrone and then going to the government for a welfare check maybe we, we won't know unless we try but keyword I'm, maybe I'm, yeah well again there's going to be a very painful transition but if you like went into cryogenic sleep and then came out of that cryogenic sleep in like 50 years in the future after this was done, I promise you, you would not recognize the black community. 
you would see all these married, married families with kids, and the crime rate would be nearly non-existent. And you'd be like, what, what happened? And, well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But no, like, once you get rid of the welfare dependents, uh, you would see like a blossoming in the black community. Without, because I've seen it in every culture. Um, in fact, the only, there's only one race that gets worse outcomes than blacks per capita, and that's Native Americans. That's they Native get shot. They, yeah. they get shot by the police. They have higher poverty, higher alcoholism, it, and it's because of welfare. The Native Americans, a lot of times, due to these treaties, they actually get more welfare than any other race, and they get the worst outcomes. There is a direct causal relationship between welfare and negative outcomes. So just fix the problem. Stop giving fat people disability because you're enabling their own self and you're making it worse. Like these fat people who are 800 pounds, the best thing to do for them is to stop giving them money so they stop getting fatter. If they if they couldn't get any fatter than like 350, if that was the end, after that they lost their job and they were starving because they couldn't work and they couldn't buy food, then they would lose weight. Sometimes people need to have a heart attack to, to make better decisions about their health. And maybe instead of them you know, getting a, a heart attack and getting put on a fucking flatbed truck, maybe just losing their job and having an empty fridge, maybe that's the heart attack they need to make better health choices. We're not helping them. Like, you don't give an alcoholic alcohol or you don't give a drug addict drugs that doesn't help them with their problem. You need to break them of their addiction. And the problem with a lot of these poor communities like the black community is they're addicted to welfare. And so we have to cut off the welfare for their good. I, not because I hate them, not because I want them to die, but because this is, this is the only way to fix the problem. The problem is welfare dependence. And so the solution has to be cut off the welfare. And the thing is about the black community is that a lot of them believe that welfare is a good thing and that you can't just, quote unquote, cut off the welfare because there are people that need it. But it's the welfare that got the black community into the, into the mess it's in now. Right. Well, and there's there's always been people, again, even before the welfare expansion, uh, the black single motherhood rate was in the 20 percentile. So it was still high. It was the highest among any other race because black poverty. But now over 75 percent of black children are born out of wedlock. So it's gone from the, something, somewhere in the 20s to in the 70s. So you're not helping the problem. You're enabling the problem. You're making the problem worse. Now, this is going to make the transition that much more painful. If we just never help these single mothers to begin with, we'd only be dealing with a 20% uh, you know, out-of-wedlock birth rate. Now, we're going to deal with a 75% out-of-wedlock birth rate. That's going to be very painful. But we have to do something because what happens when the black out-of-wedlock birth rate becomes 85%, 95%? Like, eventually the money will run out, and then you'll have a sea of single mothers and bastard kids fucking acting like soldier boys, selling bootleg consoles and acting like they hustling. So we don't want we don't want that. We don't want any more soldier boys. Uh, well, Uncle yeah, Rucker sure as hell don't want no more of them soldier boys neither. Dumb nigga doing <laughs> dumb nigga shit. All right, we, we, we can go one show without Uncle Ruckus making an appearance show, but I'm just saying. I, I appreciate oh, the fact that you could do such a good a good impression, but... We don't always need to summon the spirit of Uncle Ruckus. All right. Anyway. All right. So, okay. I think. So, did you have anything else or are we good? Um, Just two more subjects. Is, is all that right. right? Yeah, whatever. It's your show. Oh, it's your show, but sure. Okay. Um, so, as far as the dollar um, imploding, like, what, what, what do you think are, like, the four, like, the key, the key elements that will have to take place for it? Because. 
from what I've seen, the for like the U.S. dollar to collapse as a currency, I think it first has to come up with the uh, the interest rates on like the national debt reaching about twenty percent. All right, it's really that, simple. Probably have to be about like. All right, okay, you're overthinking it. For the dollar to be replaced, there needs to be something to replace it. So remember when the euro was going to replace the dollar? Everyone's talking about, oh, it's the yeah. end of the dollar. How'd that work out? The euro's a piece of shit, and the EU's about to collapse. So that's right. the thing, though. And people are talking about, oh, the Chinese yen, that's going to replace the dollar. Fucking China's about to, because of their goddamn empty city bullshit. It's because they went from communism to Keynesianism. They didn't go. They didn't go straight all the way to like the Chicago school or the Austrian school. They didn't embrace free market capitalism. They just kind of like, oh, well, communism clearly didn't work because the Soviet Union collapsed and everything. So let's just move one yeah. degree from communism to Keynesianism. And so, according to Keynesianism, like yeah, according to Keynesianism, you know, infrastructure is what increases your wealth. So all these fucking empty cities that was supposed to make China rich. Well. No, clearly that didn't work. So, okay, so now that we've agreed that communism and Keynesianism doesn't work, now let's move on to the next one. Hey, on. TFM, would you rather jerk off all your moderators with a blindfold on or make a jerk-off instruction video for your supporters? If you choose neither, then you Aeroshogun gets to pipe you down and throw your back out. Glad to support the show. What? I guess I'd make a jerk-off video? Yeah. I'm not jerking off fucking Shogun or anything. That's disgusting. First of all, I'd have to dox myself. We'd have to, like, meet somewhere so I could jerk them off. So, yeah. I guess uh, I'd make a jerk-off instructional video. It'd be like... It'd be like a, like a, like a Fallout kind of thing. Robot pocket pussies and you! The spinning pocket pussy is man's best friend. Here's how you use it. Insert your penis. Turn on the robotic pocket pussy. Watch the spin. Watch the timer. Thrust in and out. Feel those caressing silicone nubs spin around your penis. Enjoy. How to clean your spinning robot pussy. You know, we, we could do that. Have like an old 1950s infomercial. Spinning robot pocket pussies in you. So if that's what you want, I'm not going to do that, but uh, sure. That, I Talking about doing something like that and then jerking off a dude, yes. I would do that, the, the first thing. <laughs> gay! I know, very gay. Pretty much explicitly gay. But I'm glad I can clear that up. Thank you for the donation. We, we answer the really tough questions here. All right, anyway, sorry. So can you repeat your uh, the thing? I don't remember what we're talking about. So, like, I, I was assuming that maybe the dollar will collapse maybe once. Oh, like, oh uh, okay, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The dollar the collapse. Cost of the interest. Right. So, oh, okay. Assuming there's something to replace it, which there isn't. The 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 mm -hmm. euro didn't replace it because it collapsed, and the the yen isn't going to replace it. So, before we can even talk about the dollar collapsing, we need something that's actually viable. So that's the the main thing. America is still the smartest retard on the short bus. For all the mistakes America's making, there's nobody better. Like we're basically the <laughs> we're the prettiest girl at the ugly prom, or you know, like basically people don't have a choice. America, for all of its faults, is, is evil. Yeah, it's better than the euro. Hey TFM, how did you get human intelligence? Did you eat a radioactive banana? Were you created by a mad scientist? Okay. 
Also, yeah, because I was just wondering, like, when, like, because a lot of people have been just like, hold on, hold on. So, I I didn't, what was the last part? Oh, Allahu Akbar. Okay, I didn't, I wanted to make sure that's what you said. Uh, no, I I talked about this in my video. Um, I think it was my 2000 subscriber special way back in the day. So, I don't really know. So, I was, you know, just chilling down in the Congo being a chimp, and there was this barrel of chemicals leaking into the Congo River, and I had a hole in it, so I started having sex with the hole. And as the chemicals entered my urethra, I was given human intelligence. And that's how I became... God damn! Yeah, so that's how I became the turd-flinging monkey. It's like my superhero origin. I just was fucking a, a barrel of chemicals in the river. And then I came to America... Trying to get revenge on the bonobos? Ah, fuck. You know, honestly, I can't punish them more than God already has. Yeah, so anyway, back to the, the back to the story. Uh, for the dollar to collapse, we need a, a currency ready to pick up the slack, and there isn't one right now. But let's assume maybe there is a currency that appears, some viable currency that actually is going to replace the dollar. Then what you need to watch out for is uh, bond rates. So when, people, when countries stop buying American bonds, that's when the dollar is about to collapse. So when the bond rate spikes for U.S. bonds, that's when you know it's like the 11th hour. But again, that's not that's not going to happen anytime soon because the there's nothing to replace the U.S. dollar. The yen, the euro, those are all worse than the U.S. dollar. So, womp womp. So, so even if like you no, know, because the debt the debt's never going to be paid, so the interest is going to like skyrocket. It's probably going to double or triple, mm -hmm. and then like the Fed's probably going to have to like um, compensate by lowering the interest rate. So even the people who are owning our bonds right now wouldn't drop it after the interest drop? Um, well, no, because they can, as long as people keep buying the bonds, uh, mm. we'll keep, the rate will still go. Basically, the only time rates go up is when people stop buying. When the market decides mm. that they aren't willing to pay, they're not going to buy these bonds at this rate, then they have to raise the rate in order to sell the bonds. That's how bonds work. So as long as people continue yeah. to buy them, there's no reason to raise the rate. It's only when people stop buying them so that is the main issue. I mean, I mean, would they stop buying them if the Fed tried to lower the interest rate because of the cost? Not really. Like, because oh, no, what else? Interest. If you want guaranteed income, because a, a government bond is the most safe investment you can make, especially a U.S. Mm -hmm. bond. We are the superpower of the world. So where else are you going to put your money? Yeah. You're going to buy European bonds? <laughs> You gonna buy Chinese bonds? Like, where where is better than the United? As bad as the U.S. is, again, it's the smartest retard on the short bus. As for all the U.S.'s faults, everyone else is even worse. So that is that is the that is the dilemma. So yeah, as bad as the U.S. dollar is, nobody's doing it better. They're all even worse. That's a fine point. Yeah. 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 All right, hold on, Celestina. Same disabled guy. Didn't finish my thought. I already watched Zen of Zero F Given and most of your original content. Thanks for all you do. Saved me from depression. How can I help other like me without being labeled misogynist, Nazi? <laughs> uh, you can't. Honestly, look, shame is how you, people control you. So you have to kind of, uh, you have to accept that you can either tell people the, the, the beautiful lie and not help them. Or you could tell them the ugly truth, and there will be people who will hate you, because 
for whatever reason, they're, you know, like in the Matrix. Until they're freed, they are dependent on the system that we're trying to free them from, and they will fight to protect it. So, you know, there's a reason why, you know, the Red Pill community uses a lot of Matrix references is because the Matrix is very applicable. So you're like, how do I unplug people from the Matrix? Well, you, you can't. Well, you can try, but understand that people will hate you. People will attack you. Uh, this is why you have to maintain your anonymity because otherwise you will be doxxed. You will lose your job. You will become unemployable. These are just, these are just things that happen. I wish it wasn't so, but it is. So, anyway. All right, are, are we good? You got anything else to talk about? Oh, yeah, just, just one last thing. Um, All right. I'm really, I'm really trying to pick up, like, some strong, like, uh, monthly dividend stocks. I was wondering if you maybe had some recommendations. That's all. Okay, monthly dividends. So you want some, some cash? Like, you want cash from a stock, dividend-paying stock? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, there are, I don't recommend buying individual stocks. I recommend buying uh, either mutual funds or ETFs. There are mutual funds and ETFs which specialize in dividend paying stock. They're typically used by retirees as an alternative to bonds. Like people who are need retirement income rather than be exclusively in bonds, have some dividend paying stock exposure so that you get some income from the dividend paying stock and then it's not subject to the bond market. So, yeah, I've already got like a handful of those types. I'm just trying to get like some monthly ones. That's what I was looking for. Uh, that's not how that works. Like you don't get, you're not going to get monthly income from a dividend-paying stock. Uh, they only pay dividends once a year or maybe quarterly, but very rarely monthly. So if you're looking for monthly income, no. So what you have to do, it's really not that hard. Understand that you're probably going to get, only get paid twice a year. Or maybe four times a year, right. but usually twice a year. So what you do is you, just, you set up a money market account. When you get paid, you put the money in your money market account. You'll earn a, a somewhat decent interest rate, but not really. It's basically just there for liquidity reasons. And then you just pay yourself every month. You have a budget. You know what a budget is? Yeah. All right. A but yeah. Do you know what the definition of a budget is? It's it's telling I your money where. Word for word, probably yeah, not. Well, no. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. So the reason why, so you don't need to get paid every month. You can get paid once every six months. You have to budget out your money and you have to, like, if you get $50,000 once a year, you're going to need to budget out that money for the entire year. So even though you have this money in your account, you cannot spend it because that's your rent money for like the last part of the year. So, but if you develop the kind of discipline where you can have this money in your account and it's not burning a hole in your wallet and disappearing, to, you know, as these big screen TVs appear in your house, as if you have that kind of discipline, well, if you have the discipline, you don't have to get paid every month. You can pay yourself. Yeah, it, it, and this is what a lot of business owners no do. issue with me. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, you, I, like I, so you don't need you don't need monthly like income. I, so just find a dividend-paying stock that pays a good dividend, uh, maybe some bonds or, or whatever, some kind of passive income stream. And then if, as you get paid, just put it in a money market account and have a budget, and then you'll be fine. Like, that's what I do. I get paid very irregularly because I'm self-employed. But I have a budget, and I'm, I'm fine. I'm never like, oh, my God, where's my money? So you can do it. I believe in you, Peter Pan. Yeah. I'll just because I, I already have like the quarterly dividends rolling in. I was like, I was wondering like if there was a 
like a monthly alternative, or rather a um, monthly. The, the only thing that I might add on top of that. The, the only thing that might pay a monthly return is like a REIT, a real estate investment trust. Uh, real because, estate. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I was like, like I was like, I was like, God, can I just get something that, that pays me monthly that isn't fucking real estate? I know there's like energy ones, but you know, fucking oil's always up and down based on whatever. Oh, oh don't, don't, on don't do things. not, do not get an oil and gas partnership. Those are, those are pieces of shit. Those are pieces of fucking shit. And anyone who tells yeah, you, anyone who tries to sell you an oil and gas partnership, I, uh, uh, why? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, they're, they're basically blowing smoke up my ass. I, I know that. I, I know that. You know, real estate, oil, gas. Bad ideas. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping too hard. That's probably what it is. But yeah. well, again, you're, you're fine. Just go with, and you can you can divide it up. So if you get paid quarterly, then you just take the mm-hmm. quarterly dividend, divide it by three, and then that's your that's, monthly, yeah. that's your monthly, and then you just budget it out. It's not that hard. You just have to you have to basically have mm-hmm. a paradigm shift. Instead of living paycheck to paycheck, you're going to live quarter to quarter, and you just have to have a budget. Mm-hmm. And the reason why a lot of people prefer monthly income is because they have no self-control they're constantly running out of money and so getting by for a month without money is is more reasonable than telling people to get by without a year like when i was in the military people would get these uh, enlistment bonuses or these sign-on bonuses and they get tens of thousands of dollars and they would it would disappear it would fucking disappear and then they have no money and it's like what the fuck did you do with all that money and they're like Ooh. it's the same thing with lottery winners they just have no self-control it is what it is. But if you have self-control, uh, you, you'll be fine. That's the secret. You don't need someone to babysit you and, you know, whatever. Just be a man. Manage your own money. Take care of your business. You'll be fine. All right? Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate it because, you know, like I started out this, I started out my journey of, like, really, like, just getting myself together when I just dropped out of school. And I was, like, $33,000 in debt. Uh-oh. I just kind of said, fuck it, you know, and, yeah. but, but, you know, like over the course of three years, I paid it all off, you know, because I just, nice. I just tightened up a freaking belt and said, fuck it, just wiped it all out. Credit score is, like, is amazing now, so. Yeah, for those, that, for anyone, for anyone who's struggling with debt, I highly recommend Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. Mm-hmm. So check that out if you, if you have a debt issue and you, you want some advice but anyway okay good good call i'm gonna let you go and take another call all right man take care take care all right thank you for the suggestion tfm because now after the past uh two couple years had a lot of things that happened to me that was completely beyond my control come and screw me up as far as debt goes so i'm gonna i'm gonna read that book cool all right we got hold, hold on man i gotta add you to the call Let's give Shogun a minute to join. All right. Shogun, you there? All right. Yes, All right. sir. I'm here. Welcome. Hello? Welcome. Hello? Hello. Is it me okay, you're looking for? Oh, hey, hold on. Oh, wow. Hey. Hold on. Celestina. The has... USA started giving women rights first in Wyoming, December 10th, 1869. Hello? Hold William on. Bright, a Democrat, okay. and John Campbell, a Republican, pushed through legislation to allow women the right to vote because the state was a shithole with no vagina in it. Yep, that's absolutely true. Wyoming was the first state to give women voting rights, and they did it explicitly to try to attract women to move to Wyoming 
uh, because they wanted more women in the state to be the wives of like the miners and farmers who were in Wyoming. So it was literally, explicitly, fucking thirsty men trying to get laid. Explicitly. They couldn't be bothered to fucking just travel and, you know, whatever, go find a wife. And, and No, we're going to give women voting rights and then they'll move to our shitty state and then they'll marry us. Like, so yes, once again, fucking thirsty cucks ruin it for everyone as they are wont to do. The thirst is real and it put it and it's putting us all under. Anyway, so um caller, I'm sorry to Celestina had, you know, waifu privilege. So how can I help you? Oh, no doubt. Okay. Uh wow, this is an honor. Uh been a long time listener. Uh just checking your videos over the past few years helped me through my journey. Nice. Anyway, I know that you're probably been swamped with the whole thing about the Gillette ads and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm working on a response and my whole thing is it's not going to be in, you know, the tasteless, crazy montage of uh, compilations that we see on YouTube. It's going to be set up actually basically looking like it's coming from the company. Okay. Uh, hold on, My waifu. Thing is, hold on, waifu. So with that said, okay. clearly you cannot govern yourselves. The Empire did nothing wrong. Eat my ass. Look, Kat, your Empire failed because of your what your Empire did. You clearly, you bought off too you, you bit off more than you could chew, and you didn't have the fertility rate to sustain it. You done goofed. Don't don't fucking put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Well, TF, uh, TFM, I honestly couldn't hear the Celestina comment for the second time in a row on the Skype chat. All um, right. Can our call oh. hear it? Oh, no, the reason why... Okay, so remember when no one could hear me? I had to move around my yes. sound settings, so that's why. I'll have to do some experimentation to see if I could bring that back. But for right now, you're not going to be able to hear the Celestina comment. So when, when I say, hold on, hold on... And, I, and I'm quiet for a minute, and then I just talk about something completely random and off-topic. It's because I'm responding to a Celestina comment. So I do apologize. It's basically... Something happened. Fucking Microsoft fucked Skype up. And, um... Yeah, Again. sorry about that. As they are wont to do. Anyway, okay. Gillette ad response video. Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay, so my thing is... How can I release this and put it out? Without, I'm, I'm not really concerned about the fame and kudos. I just want to get it out there to push the message. So how can I get it to the level where uh, I guess my channel won't get flagged? I don't have any content <laughs> on my channel. But oh, I'm thinking your, about your channel's going to gonna get flagged. Your channel's going to get flagged. You got to make peace with that. Uh, uh, so yeah, sorry. Um, I, 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 you know, I was, I was thinking about putting it on World Star. I don't know what, you know, I yeah. just want to get it out there. Put it on World Star. Because when I, when I tell you that it's going to cause a shit show and a shit storm, it is because uh, the way I set it up, put it like this. It mirrors the Gillette ad, just reverse the genders. Okay. All right. So here's, basically, if you make a good quality video... Um, right. And I I did make a series. If you go to my TFM Guides playlist, there's a series called... It's my series on video production. I go into audio quality, okay. all kinds of stuff like that. So that might help you. Audio quality is the biggest thing. Um, if you have good audio mm-hmm. quality and you have good presentation, if you make a good video, um, it, it will go semi-viral. Even if you're... Cha- like, when I first started YouTube, 
my big breakout hit was She'll Never Love You. Um, so it was okay. like my it was my third or fourth video, and it got like a ton of views compared to my other videos, and it was the video that people like kind of associated with me the first year or so that I was on YouTube. So a lot of people okay. they try to go straight into like oh I got to make daily content or I gotta I gotta be a vlogger. No, like because you have to understand YouTube is heavily oversaturated. So the only way you're going to mm -hmm. stand out is you got to do one of two things. You have to do something nobody else is doing, or you have to do something better than everyone else in order to stand out. So when you're first starting right. out, you probably can't be too different because, you know, whatever. You don't have an audience yet. So focus on quality. Make a really great video that you can be proud of that you want to watch. Use yourself as your own kind of focus group. Would you watch this video? Do you think this is an entertaining video? Did it make you laugh? Did it make you cry? Whatever. And then make that mm -hmm. video. And yeah, share it. Ask people, hey, can you watch this video? If it's good, people will share it. It will... I'm not saying it'll go like mega viral. You get a million views or anything. But it, right. people will subscribe to you if they like your quality. And if you're doing something different. Or if you're doing something good. Don't just... What I see a lot of is people who just record on their cell phone with the vertical bars mm -hmm. on the left and right. And they don't do oh, any editing. You know what? I hate that. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm currently trying to deal with that, and I'm 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 editing in Vegas uh, 16, so it's nice. a pain in the ass just chopping out those bars. Yeah, you got to you just got to do the zoom in uh, anyway. But if you if you put forth quality, like look at Human. Human's a really good example, where he, you know he's a fairly new channel. He's only been around for like a year or so. But look at the quality mm -hmm. he puts into his videos. He does now. You don't have to do your own art and shit like that, like he does. But you could tell that thought and care is put into his videos, and that's why his channel's grown. You look at DDJ; his channel has thought and care put into it. He he basically does research. He scripts his videos out. Uh, Coltane, same thing. Uh, you put thought and care into your videos. You script them out. You record them. You edit them. You put in attractive visuals the visuals are actually the least important thing the most important thing wow. is is the are the words worth listening to and is it recorded well if your audio quality is shit and if you're just going umming and aahing and you don't have anything worth listening to no one's going to watch your video even if you have the mm -hmm. best special effects in the world and beautiful women twerking their asses no one's going to care so you have to have well these are these are all uh these are all sound bites okay well, and, um, you know, um, I have a background in, in production and uh, audio production and, and engineering. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. So you'll probably be fine yeah. because you know what you're doing. A lot of people, they never bother right. to learn how to do it correctly. They just kind of stumble their way in. They think that just because mm -hmm. they can upload a shitty video that they should. And they wonder why no one subscribes to them, why their videos have 10 views. And then they get like bitter and angry and start calling everyone a sellout who's more successful than them. But that's just that's just sour grapes. But yeah, okay. So okay. Anyway, that's now, all. I have, I have uh, the major question. All right. How do I release it? How, How do, do I release, release it as far as the platforms? Uh, well, you you said you you have a YouTube channel, but you don't you haven't published anything to there yet. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing on it. I just have like playlists and music that I like to you know like videos I like to check out and everything. But uh, okay. Other than that, there's nothing on there. But I wanted, I, I just wanted to get it out there. I mean, if I could send it to you, if I could send it to whoever, 
Well, I just want it out there. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> first of all, before you start publishing controversial videos, you need to make for mm-hmm. sure that there's nothing personally identifiable on that account and make sure that the email you're using, this is the biggest reason why people get doxxed. The email you okay. use for your YouTube account, you must not use that same email for any other account that has your information on it. So I've, I've seen mm-hmm. people who they have like a YouTube channel and they, they, mm-hmm. they put a bunch of fucking edgy shit on it and then they use that same email for their fucking LinkedIn profile which has their real name and where they work. Durr. And then of course they get doxxed, their <laughs> their employer gets called, they get fired. Don't be that guy. Right. Y- use a different email for your edgelord shit than with your personal shit. So now if you've already wow. used if you've already used that email, then start a whole new account. Keep that one keep that account that you have for your playlist and your music and what have you. Start a whole different account mm-hmm. with a different email for your edgy shit and upload it to that email. And make sure that that, that 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 account has no connection with any other social media account which can possibly be traced back to you. Because that is how people get doxxed. Is they use the same email, or they use the same username for like multiple accounts, and then people just mm-hmm. connect the dots and they figure out who you are. Now what about uh what about like BitChute and like mines or yeah, something bit, like that? Yeah, BitChute BitChute's fine, but no one uses BitChute. I only have like six thousand subscribers on BitChute, which is like a lot for BitChute apparently, but it no one the problem is BitChute has a lot of features they're missing. And because they got deplatformed right. by PayPal, this development schedule that Ray had, I talked to Ray. He's a good guy. I love BitChute. I even do crypto mining in the background of my computer just to support them. I don't even believe in crypto, but it's a way for me to support BitChute. I, I care about BitChute. I want them to succeed. But they just got they got deplatformed by PayPal and they have no way to support themselves. And so all these features that were being planned on being rolled out are all on permanent hiatus until they find a payment processor so they can accept payment again. So BitChute is kind of in a, a rough spot because of the way the censorship and everything is going on with the Silicon Valley and the financial sector. So, right. you know, yeah, but you can link a YouTube account to BitChute and have it auto mirror. That's what I do. You don't have to double. I even have um, I have a uh, a throwaway. I, I even have a throw a throwaway Twitter account. I was even thinking about, you know, I know it's probably going to get shut down in like oh, yeah. a matter of minutes. Well, but. I lasted pr- I lasted surprisingly long on Twitter. I'm pretty impressed how long I lasted. I got shut down from Facebook in less than a month, but I've actually lasted surprisingly long on Twitter before I was banned. But I was eventually banned. It, it is what it is. I'm on borrowed time. Yeah, I know that sucks. It. I, I was like, I was like, hold up, you know. I was checking out one of your uh, 420s, and you were talking about how you had gotten taken down from Twitter, and I'm like, wait, wait, yeah. TFM, what, what happened? Uh, you know, same story as always: hateful conduct, bullying, harassment. You know how we do. That's crazy. It's always the same thing. Yep. Hey, and I have one more thing before I go. All right. Please, you have to bring back, because yeah, I don't, I don't care what, what time of day it is, whatever I'm doing, whenever I'm checking out your content, whenever you bring up <laughs> anything about the the downy the downy stuff and the Goblin King, <laughs> I lose it. <laughs> okay. Well, when, when it's a, I'm not just going to bring it up for as a callback. It has to be applicable to what we're talking about. 
But yeah, whenever we're talking know, about bounty just, kids and the fucking... Told, <laughs> one day, hilarious, bro. one one day, the truth will be revealed that <laughs> kids with Down syndrome are actually goblins swapped at birth by David Bowie and brought down to the Goblin City. Because you notice they all have the same face. All Downy kids have the same face. It's like the fucking Orokai, you know. Like I'm telling you. Like even even kids of different races have the downy face because they're goblins. There's goblins replacing our children somewhere down in the goblin city with David Bowie. There's all these human children being raised to be goblins, and they're replacing replacing the human babies with their goblin babies. One one day, one day the truth will be revealed. Holy shit, bro! You are the best, man. Yeah. All right, all right, man. Take care. All right, you too, man. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's see if we can get through a banana question before we get another caller. Probably not, but we'll see. Um, let's see. Oh, God. It's a, it's a long question, so we'll try to answer it. Actually, you know what? Let's go back to that. Let's try to find a short question. Oh, my gosh. All these long questions. What is What is wrong with you people? Why do you write me paragraphs? Okay. Do you know when the Mexican branch of the dollhouse is coming online? No, I don't. Happy to answer. Oh, my gosh. Everything's everything's beeping. Okay, hold on. Let me add Shogun to the call. Hello. Right. Hold on. Let's give Shogun a minute to join the call. All right. Welcome to the Turtling Monkey Show. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> wow. Um, wasn't expecting this to actually go through. Um, mm, well, you win. Most well, people don't. On. Nobody expects the Monkey Inquisition. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I've been watching your videos for about a year now, give or take. And, okay. uh, uh, I mean, you've converted me. Uh, oh, have you heard the good news of our Lord and Savior spinning robot pussy? Oh, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, so... Uh, well, I have heard the news, I just... Okay, you I haven't... All right. Well, one of these days, it'll change your life. <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk about um, uh, about patriarchy, basically. All so right. you're always talking about how um, taking women's rights away. Will... I'm not always talking about that. I'm, sometimes I talk about well, okay. sex dolls. Okay. But you do make the point that yes. if we reestablish patriarchy, then our fertility rates will go up to above replacement. Uh, yeah, it, they'll yeah. definitely go up. Now, you basically, if you take all women's rights away and make them property, your fertility rate will go up to about six. I don't think that's necessary. I think we, I, I think an ideal fertility rate is like three and a half or four. Because we, we want some growth. we got to make up for lost ground. But I don't think we need a fertility rate of six. So I do not advocate making women property. So I want to make that very clear. Okay. No, I understand, but I guess, I don't know, I guess I'm just more pessimistic. Okay. Um, I just don't think it's going to work in the long run. And uh, I don't mean that... Why won't it work? I don't mean that... Uh, I mean, I'm on board with, with your solution, but I don't think that you can get uh, to above replacement level fertility, even if you take women's rights away. And I think for several reasons. Okay. Let's so hear first it. of all, you you like to talk a lot about how the Amish 
have really high fertility rates. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the Amish is they don't use birth control. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they don't use contraceptives of any kind. Mm-hmm. And we do. So that's the first reason. All right. The second reason is you, like in the past, you had really high fertility rates because you didn't have Social Security and all these other social welfare programs. So parents actually had to have kids um, basically to take care of them in their old age. Mm -hmm. And now kids are basically a liability. So even if a father had full control over how many kids he wanted to have, he doesn't really have an incentive to have that many kids because he's going to have to pay for them all. All right. That's... Was that it? So, Any more? No, there's... Well, yeah, you haven't mentioned high infant mortality is the cause of high fertility and because uh, the healthcare system is so good and babies don't die, that's why we will never have high fertility. Well, yeah, but I just don't see how in a, in a developed country why. All right. Why well, men would have so many kids. All right, yes. so all right, cool. So, so I want you to explain Israel. Well, Israel has high religiosity, so mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the main reason. Right, but even the secular Jews have a fertility rate of two point one. Fair point. And they're a developed Western country. They're. You know, they're a developed Western country. Well, Western, not really, because they're in the Middle East, but you know what I mean. They're a developed country. They have all the stuff that modern countries have. Um, Their religiosity is obviously higher than average, but even among the less religious secular Jews, the fertility rate is still above two. So do you think it's sustainable, then? Do you Uh, think that they... What do you mean? Is Hello? it sustainable? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say, what do you mean? Is it sustainable? Like the the Israeli fertility rate? Do you think rate? that they'll continue to have? Do you think they'll continue to have a fertility rate above replacement, or do you think it'll eventually go down? Oh, it's going up in Israel. No, there was articles written about how the Israeli fertility rate is actually going up, whereas the fertility rates oh. of other countries are going down. Huh. Yeah, I wasn't it? aware of that. Oh, um, it's crazy. Well, it's interesting. It is interesting. So, okay, then I guess I want to switch gears a little bit and talk <laughs> about how you would maintain patriarchy. So All you right. talk a lot about how you don't really need religion to have a patriarchy. You just need mm-hmm. a system where responsibility is tied to authority. But Well, right. So histori- obviously tradi- um, religion... And patriarchy tend to go hand in hand. So religion mm-hmm. is, it's been like the the default rationale for patriarchy. Because if you could say, well, God said, why can't I vote? Because God said. As long as you can maintain that, it's basically, it's the easy button for patriarchy is, is give it a religious, a religious justification. Now, the problem with that is as soon as you enter an age like a Renaissance age or an Enlightenment age where people start questioning the existence of God, they throw out really important shit 
like patriarchy because like oh like that's what literally what happened in, during the enlightenment people were like well since there obviously isn't a god because science we need to question everything including uh, obviously men and women are equal because you know that that was just religion telling us it wasn't true so we basically threw the baby out with the bathwater. we were so enlightened because of our science that we threw out all this stuff that's actually true and good and necessary for a society in our exuberance to throw away the shackles of archaic religion so that's where we done goofed. Now, here's the thing. Uh, someone mm. pointed out, I haven't done research on this, but someone did point this out to me, that Imperial China was secular and patriarchal. I haven't, I, I can't confirm or deny that. It was just a, a comment that was sent to me. Um, so I'll look into that. But basically, I advocate oh. a secular, and the reason why is you don't want your morals to be tied up to a religion, because then if somebody questions the religion, they'll throw away the morals. And you don't want that. You want people that, I mean, people can believe what they want, but you don't want the morals of your society to be tied to a religion because if that religion is ever questioned, then your morals go out the window too. So yes, religion wow. can, religion is very useful. Again, it's the easy button. It makes it much easier to maintain a patriarchy by just saying God said, but in the end, it's not. it won't be sustainable once, you're, once the people embrace science. So you have to have, you have, to have a separation of, of a patriarchy and uh, the moral, the morals of the, the society. That's why I advocate a secular patriarchy. Yeah, too bad that doesn't okay, seem. So. It doesn't seem like this ever happened, though, or has it? Uh, well, again, the guy told me uh, Imperial China was secular and patriarchal, so I will look into that when I have time. If that's if oh. true, then there you go. Oh, that's right. I was thinking about that the other day. I meant to ask you about it. But but yeah, um, yeah. Another time though. Yeah, well, I need to look into it. Obviously. Now, obviously so the. Do you th Go ahead. So oh do my you goodness, think Shogun, you mute your to... mic. So okay. do you think if we were to just I don't know move move a magic wand and restore patriarchy, that fertility rates in the U.S. would actually oh, hold, go on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A fertility oh. rate of three or four if we don't expand. Six if preferable if we want to expand. What makes America richer, WTO and IMF deals, or taking over all of North America? Expansion makes everyone richer in our nation. Globalism is just grand socialism. Well, okay, so let me answer the Celestina question real quick. I know you didn't hear it. Uh, so, yeah, okay. if we have a, a fertility rate that's that high and we're expanding all over the globe, we're going to we're going to have to go to constant war. So that could be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But I don't necessarily want to make that inevitability. I'd like to have a society based on trade and freedom and all that fun stuff. Not necessarily war. Like, you know, someone fucked with you, definitely push their shit in. But if you if you're too expansionist you're definitely going to have war and you're kind of unnecessarily so so that's not it's not my go-to i don't necessarily want war per se i'm not afraid of it but um, per, i prefer not to have war oh another celestina comment sorry israel that's is fun. a very specific yeah. issue surrounded by enemies very new country fighting to survive very nationalistic the healthy type a lot of these ideas are non-existent in a lot of European countries. A lot of European countries are subsidized. Right. The, the, the point is, yeah, there's obviously a very specific set of circumstances around Israel. The point is, is it's possible. 
and we can identify those we can we can identify and promote those issues so you can have a high fertility rate without necessarily being super religious uh without necessarily being poor without necessarily having uh, a high infant mortality rate or uh an, an edu- uneducated population it high fertility tends to go hand in hand with poverty undevelopment and everything like that but that's because you have a more female shogun you're killing me dog can you please mute your mic i don't know what's going on but you sound like you're like trying out for an asmr channel scratching the microphone against your stubbly chin or something <laughs> i don't know where that where that's coming from is this is this still happening now because it's not happening now but it was happening I, I know it's you because it only happens when you're on the call okay so i don't know man Okay, anyway, so fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, you were mentioning something, and then Celestine interrupted us, and my train of thought derailed, oh, and there were I no survivors. was wondering on, if... if on we that were, note. Uh, restore... oh, hold on, hold on, the, the, the guest is talking. What were you saying? If we did restore patriarchy here in the United mm-hmm. States, about... I just, I don't know. I don't think you could have above replacement level fertility rate, the things being the way they are. I think... Well, what do you mean the things being the way they are? I think our economy is developed in such a way that I don't see how... I just don't see the incentive for having a large family. All right, so maybe get rid of the... Right, so get rid of the get rid of the welfare state. Yeah, you said it. Like all these entitlements and welfare programs, people don't need children anymore because they have the government to take care of them. Well, those those programs mm-hmm. need to go anyway. Those programs are cancer. I agree. So just get rid of them. Ta-da. Okay. Do you think we could like summarize this? I think this is. I, yeah. Okay. Well, no, I I just. Yeah, so, like, there's already been... I've seen these articles talking about how high fertility... Because they, they don't want to admit that high fertility is caused by female disempowerment. So they try to be like, oh, it's it's the high infant mortality rate, and it's the lack of development, and, oh, you see, if you have a, a rich Western country with, with products and services, you're going to have a low fertility rate. But then you have outliers that prove that that's not true. You have Israel, you have the Amish, you have... Uh, you have the Muslims in Europe. They have all the rights and privileges and benefits of living in Europe. And yet, poof, oh, they have all the babies. It's amazing. So there's too many examples to disprove this hypothesis that everything is caused by uh, being poor or having a shitty system or having whatever. You really just the, – the key is when the men keep their pimp hands strong, women have kids. <laughs> when the men don't keep their pimp hands strong – the women don't have kids because they have the gun. And, and again, they're, they're, I did a video. Well, it's not even my video. I just took a, a a French news report, and I just put like some SpongeBob music in the back. The that song, uh, "The Winner Takes All," where this French reporter went to a, a no-go zone and was interviewing. She she went to a cafe where women were not allowed. It was a male-only cafe. Now that's against the law, but fuck it. What are you going to do, bitch? So they, the Muslims had a, a, a male-only cafe, and she tried to you know interrogate them. Oh, you can't do this. They just told her, get the fuck out. And then she interviewed this Muslim woman, a Muslim woman in a no-go zone. She was interviewing her, and she was like, oh, this is France. This isn't right. Uh, they can't do this to us. And then as she was in the middle of this interview, they 
the the men shogun shogun what the fuck dog come on i don't know what I the hell do, i literally i literally it, didn't do anything. it's the same se okay i don't know unplug your microphone plug it back in restart your computer do something i know it's you anyway god damn it now my train of thought's gone again the french woman Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So she was talking to this, this uh, Muslim woman, and she's like, "Oh, this isn't fair. You know, the government. We, we have rights. This is France. This isn't. This isn't like the Middle East." And as she's talking to this reporter, a Muslim woman, this this car full of guys pulls up and gives her like the fucking Luigi Mario Kart death stare, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I gotta go." And then the interview's over. That's how they do it. Like the, the women aren't different. Like it's not like oh these women they're they're different. They're Nawalts. No, they're just like the women here. The reason why the the men get can do whatever the fuck they want is because they keep their pimp hands strong. They don't let their women walk all over them and cry to the government. And when the when the women do cry to the government, the government doesn't show up. It's called a no go zone for a reason. With no government, the women... Again, without... Because uh, now this whole, like, if you take women's rights away, they're going to rebel. They're going to rise up and slay you. <laughs> well, in the no-go zone, the, the government is afraid of the men, and the government will not come when you call them. And what do the women do? Do they rise up and slay their men? No, they submit. That's what women have always done. That's what they will always do. I wouldn't be afraid of the Western women rebelling. Most no. of the men will anyway. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You'll what have a do? you'll have a couple fat landwell feminists who are basically abusive to their like these 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 women who abuse their husbands and the husband just takes it because he doesn't want to go to jail for the Duluth model. You know what doesn't happen in no go zones? That shit. If some Muslim woman started beating her husband in a no go zone, you would never find her body. She would. It would be a missing persons oh. report. That's what would happen to fucking bitch. He's tried to domestic violence her Muslim husband in a no-go zone. Yeah, fucking. Like, yeah, go ahead, call 911, bitch. They're not coming. You about to die. Like yeah, that, no one's coming. That's why it's called a no-go zone. So fucking, you go ahead and dial 911. They can hear hear your fucking death screams. It's, a, it's like Southside Chicago. I was told a lot of cops don't go there for some very good reasons. Right, that's... It's not rocket science. So anyway, all right. I think we're I think we're so, good. All right. What, what well, else you actually, got? I had just one last point. Um, all right. Before I go, go ahead. After, I guess after taking women's rights away and restoring the patriarchy, I guess mm -hmm. one other way you could raise fertility rates is actually, and I guess is an extreme idea, but here goes right. uh, repealing child labor laws. Uh, and making it so that no. What 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 is that? So what you so ch parents can force their children to work? Well, that's what they did in the past. Fertility right, rates but, were much higher then. But that's that's not yeah. why. Again, if you ask women, why aren't you having kids? It's not like because I can't make them work. <laughs> that's not why. Women aren't having kids because they don't want to. They, they basically like their job. They like their career. Women have... And I, again, I, I covered my recent video, the uh, patriarchal peer review. There was an article I covered before, a 2011 study, which showed that the fertility intentions of men don't go down with um, education and income, but they do go down for women. So 
you just take away women's options and they'll have kids. The reason why they don't is because, like, they've interviewed women. Why aren't you having kids? Oh, I like my career. I like my lifestyle. Oh, children would just get in the way. That's why they don't have kids. It's not, it's not hard. They're not having kids because they don't want kids. They don't see kids as enhancement to their life. Sure, if you could maybe, like, oh, you can exploit your children. Oh, there you go. I mean, that, that, that might work. But if you take their rights away, you'll get better results without exploiting children. Because children have to be children. They have to develop. You don't want to just turn children into fucking workers at a young age. Especially, you know, like you don't need like you don't need child labor um, when you have an advanced society with, you know, like we, we have enough unemployment. We can just have unemployed men work the jobs. We don't need children. So I don't I mean, I guess that might might help. I just can't think of too many women who are like, I wasn't going to have kids. But now that I can use them as pack mules and make them work and give me their paycheck, <laughs> now, now I'm going to have kids. That that's that's what did it for me. I just don't see that being a major issue. Well, I mean, after taking their their rights, you well, would, you've already you solved maybe... the problem. You've already solved the problem at that point. It's done. We can we can just you know we can just celebrate at that point. There's nothing more to do. We fixed it. Now we just watch the magic happen. <laughs> well, okay. I know. I, guess. I, I know. You, I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. Like, oh, I don't. <laughs> I just, I'm just a little more pessimistic. Like, all right. Well, I just. Well, there you go. Well, you already know what I would say. Like anyway. as 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 Moses said in that Charlton Heston movie, The Ten Commandments: "Behold his mighty pimp hand." Oh. <laughs> That's so. There you go. You got to. You got to believe, as Parappa the Rapper would say. Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. <laughs> All um, right, man. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. All right. All right. So that happened. All right. Sorry, I can't. Let me try to get to the thing because there's another wave coming in. I guess I have a minute. Thoughts on Coltane's Trad Thought Parasite video? I came to the realization a big reason why Tradcons do not want their women going to work is because the minute they go into the workforce is because the chances of them cheating goes up times 10. Yeah, no, you're right. Hold on, let me turn off the call-in number. All right, yeah, so Coltane, he does really good videos. Um, he really exposes the the parasitic nature of like his latest video was talking, he was comparing stay at home moms to welfare queens, showing how there's really no difference other than, you know, you're fucking one of them and you're not fucking the other one, which honestly, the way to solve that is make the single mothers have to give random taxpayers a blowjob in order to collect their food stamps every month. Like, Oh, how bad do you want that welfare check? And then you just have like a big, a wall of dicks and you got to suck five of them. If you want to get your food stamps for the month. And then you see, you probably see a lot of these guys like, oh, you know, welfare is not that bad. I get my dick sucked every month. It's great. You know, and then, yeah, at that point, really just, you've replicated marriage, really. But yeah, Coltane, he, he does really good videos. And we disagree about the whole, like, taking women's rights away. I don't, th like, he, he basically just, he's he's in the camp of it'll, it won't happen. It really wouldn't fix anything. So he just, you know, he lacks vision. He does not know the way. 
but oh well. Yeah, I like Coltane. He does really good videos. His Also, his videos where he was talking about uh, women and, like, women scientists. and sh- I think it was for International Women's Day. It was great. Perfect. I love that video. So this is the thing. I talked about how I have a 51% standard. Um, so I don't have to agree with you about everything. I, as long as I generally like what you're about and I generally like your content, I'll support you. So even though me and Coltane don't agree on everything... I generally really like his content, so I can absolutely recommend him and support him, even though we don't necessarily see eye to eye on every issue. I think if most, if more people had that attitude, the world would be a happier place. If we could just understand that we're more alike than we're different, and let bygones be bygones. You know, that's all. Have a little, right. you know, whatever. All right. So after this level, I will do banana questions because it's already like. Two and a half hours. Right, we got uh, about thirty-seven minutes until um, ten p.m. PST. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, well, I don't know if you want to start. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Oh, I already, I turned off the phone line. I'm just gonna finish out this level, and then we'll do banana questions, and then, oh, uh, we are gonna do a sex toy giveaway. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you about. Yeah, because so fond love. I contacted them. I asked them about like, hey, when you get back from Chinese New Year. Um, you know, let me know when we're doing more giveaways. And so they're going to be back mid-February. Mid-February they'll be back. But they did contact me and said that we can do another giveaway. So we'll do a giveaway. I haven't figured out what. Tell, tell you what, we'll make it winner's choice. You get to just pick whatever the fuck you want from fondlove.com. This will be How an interesting that? one. Yeah. All right. So you just go to the website and just pick whatever you like. And you get a free Gay. sex toy from Fond Love. And if, if you don't win, you get 15% off your order by using code TFM. Or no, is it code TURD? I think it's code, oh, code TURD. Use code TURD for 15% off, not TFM. TFM is for MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200000 in Southeast Asia. That's code TFM. So I get my codes mixed up. Yeah, Fond Love's good. I'll, I'll, I have good sponsors here. Oh yeah, Chinese Chinese New Year is like Christmas and spring break all rolled into one. So it's not just like, oh, happy Chinese New Year and everyone's back to work the next day. The entire country shuts down for like a month. Like nothing happens. So that's just, it's China. What do you want? All right. All right, let's do some banana questions. All right. Okay. Okay, as someone who went to war, could you tell me how valuable is time and having a specific plan when it comes to win campaigns? I ask this because I've been following some commies on YouTube and all of them when it comes to what to do when the revolution happens don't really have a plan. They instead put their hopes on things like when the thing happens, we will see. We will throw policies and keep whatever sticks or we will pull people on what to do. Um, No, I mean... There's no point in having a specific step-by-step plan because the nature of chaos is that it's unpredictable. There is a there's a, a Roman quote that goes like, you know, planning doesn't or some there's some general quote that goes, you know, a plan never lasts longer than the first engagement with the enemy. But I like the Mike Tyson version. There's a Mike Tyson quote where he says, Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. 
So I like that quote better. But yeah, there's have a general plan and have a general backup plan. But there's no point having a specific, you know, line by line, step by step plan because more than likely, by the time things start to happen, the plan isn't going to go as you think it will. And so whatever plan you have that's reliant on things going as you expected isn't going to work. And you're going to have to come up with a new plan anyway. So you might as well just prepare for the worst and hope for the best and then play things as you go. And as long as you have resources and you have a general idea of what your goals are, you should be okay. So that's my advice. All right. Anarcho-communists say anarcho-capitalism is not real anarchy because capitalism needs the government to protect property rights. Yet anarcho-capitalists say anarcho-communism is not real anarchy because communism needs the government to transition to a stateless society, but fails in doing so, evolving into a dictatorship. Who is less wrong? Or are they both crazy fucks? Uh, no, anarcho-capitalism is anarchy, except... Yeah, you need the government to maintain property rights, which is why anarcho-capitalism isn't actually viable in reality. It's morally correct. In a perfect world, I would love to live in an anarcho-capitalist society, but in the real world, it's not implementable because of human nature and the need to protect people from themselves. Anarcho-communism is basically, when people say that wasn't real communism, what they mean by real communism is anarcho-communism. Anarcho-communism is the actual theoretical communism. But of course, it never actually happens. Uh, because the way to get to communism is the government seizes all the property, all the means of production, and then it fades away and becomes anarcho-communism. But in reality, it just becomes a dictatorship or an oligarchy. Because, duh. How do you expect a government that seizes all the power and property to just fade away? It makes no fucking sense. So it's it's stupid. And of course, and every time it's tried, it ends in dictatorships and oligarchies. And then the dipshits are like, oh, that wasn't real communism. Let's try it again. It's like, how about no? How about explain how an all-powerful government fades away? Explain that step. Before we try this shit again, why don't you explain how we get from powerful, all-encompassing government with all the power, property, and wealth to a stateless anarchist society? Please, I'm all ears. So until they can answer that glaring flaw with their plan, uh, communism is stupid. So I would say communism is... is Anarcho-capitalism is as utopian as communism for different reasons. They both fail because of human nature, but anarcho-capitalism is at least morally consistent. It's just not implementable because of human nature. But, yeah. Eh. Eh. That's why I'm a libertarian. I'm a minarchist. Because I acknowledge that even if something is morally correct, it may not be implementable. So we gotta do what works. Alright. After watching Disney's animated film, The Jungle Book, I saw that the monkeys wanted fire to be like humans. Those were actually orangutans. Well, no, King Louis was an orangutan. Yeah, I think there, there were there were like spider monkeys or howler monkeys. Yeah, so TFM, as an ape monkey, were you in the same position of wanting fire to be like other men? Were you tired of monkeying around and singing Ooby-Doo, I want to be like you? No, that never happened. That, that's just, you know, you gotta understand, old school Disney was very racist. You had like the crows from Dumbo, and you got the monkeys from the Jungle Book. Very racist. Horribly racist stuff. That classic Disney racism. All right. ATFM, I have a career question for you. I've been looking for. Oh, hold on. 
I'll get to your question in a minute. Out of all of your monkey wisdom that the one turd I found that has cracked the blue pill armor is your responsibility versus authority premise. People are waking up. It's slow probably too slow but my hockey mask is polished and hanging on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, you know, if possible, I really hope that we can we can change things peacefully. Uh, ideally, I would like to avoid hockey mask time. I don't want to see millions of people die. I, I want to see the West survive. I don't want to see the West collapse. I don't want to see people die. But, you know, if we do nothing, that's what will happen anyway. So if I fail, it's not like I made it worse. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyway. So I might as well try to save people. And if they don't listen, they don't listen. You know, I didn't lose anything by trying. I mean, you could say I wasted my time, but, you know, eh, a guy's got to have a hobby. So I might as well try to save the West. And if I fail, I fail. At least I gave it the old college try. But I'm glad that, you know, I helped you wake up. So, you know, it's all a numbers game. If we red pill enough people, it's almost like collecting the infinity stones. If we red pill enough groups of people, we collect all the infinity stones, we can just snap our fingers and take women's rights away, and then nobody dies. It's that easy. We don't need a civil war. Now, if the, if the government collapses and it goes into fucking civil war mode and there's warlords and... Yeah, then, then fucking all bets are off. All bets are off. This is why I think it, it behooves all of us to try to... <sighs> Try to find a, a peaceful solution. Now, nobody has an alternative. People know the fertility rate is shit. People know the West is dying and being replaced by Islam. And nobody has a way to fix it. You call me an extremist. You say I hate women. What's your alternative? How are you going to raise the fertility rate? And I've talked to these people. You know what their answer is? They don't have an answer. Their answer is either, well, having a low fertility isn't the worst thing. Like, you're being replaced by Islam. How is that not the worst thing? Well, you're, you're Islamophobic. It's like, oh, God. I, I'm not Islamophobic. In fact, Islam vindicates everything I'm saying. At the end of the day, women still lose their rights. When Islam takes over, they will take women's rights away. They're already doing it in the UK. There are Sharia courts in the UK where women are losing their rights right now. It's already happening, and it's going to get worse. So women are losing their rights. So it's not a question of, well, TFM is crazy. Let's just let women keep their rights. No, that's not an option. Either Western men take women's rights away, get their fertility rate back up, and save themselves, or Western men don't say no to the women. They don't take their rights away. They get killed and replaced by Muslims, and they get their they get they take their rights away anyway. There's no scenario women keep their rights. So the question is, it's not whether women will keep their rights or lose their rights. It's who's going to take their rights away and who's going to be alive to see it. If you, Mr. Western man, if you want to be alive to see it, then you need to do it. Otherwise, you will be replaced and then your replacements will do it for you. But and the sad thing is, is I, I would hazard to guess that the Western women they would much rather have their rights taken away by their own men who are doing it for their own good, who actually love them and want what's best for them, than the Muslims who will make them war brides and rape slaves. I'm just going out on a limb that at the end of the day, it would be better 
to actually have the problem fixed by men who don't want them to be war brides and rape slaves. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they all have a 50 shades of gray fetish and they can't go down. They can't wait to go down to Muhammad's red room of pain. Maybe that's what this is all about. <sighs> anyway. All right. Okay. Also, MGTOW is asking um, SJW, Disney, or Racist Disney? Oh, <laughs> God. Well, look. I I mean, I don't... Honestly, I was kind of joking. I don't care about the... Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, some of it was pretty cringy. Some of the racism of classic Disney is pretty cringy. But you have to put it within its proper historical context. So by modern standards, it's cringier than it was at the time. Sharia courts in the UK are not legally binding. They are there to settle disputes before things escalate. If you don't want to be subjected to one, then you just don't turn up and go to an official court. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure, like, again, uh, women can try that. Women can be like, oh, I fuck Sharia law. I'm going to go to the civil court and I'm going to divorce rape you. And they'll never find the body. Women will only do what men permit them to do. If you don't like what women are doing, I guarantee there are men who are allowing it to happen. Women simply cannot do anything without men's permission. So... I mean, I hate to be like, it's almost, it's like I'm, I'm agreeing with feminists, you know, feminists say everything is men's fault. Technically, when you get down to it, any, the things you don't like about fe feminism only exists because men allow it. If we, if feminism was right, if this was a patriarchy, if women were being oppressed by men, then feminism wouldn't exist. It would have been stamped out a hundred years ago. So I, I know that like, I'm sure I'm, I'm not the first person who brought this up, but yeah, so men are the ones who permitted, tolerated, encouraged, and fed feminism all these years for nearly a hundred years. However, Muslims don't. Yes, women in Europe, Muslim women in Europe, they have the freedom, according to the law, to bypass the Sharia courts and go to the civil court and divorce rape their Muslim husbands. And they don't. Do you want to know why they don't? Because the men say no. And they keep their pimp hands strong. And that's all there is to it. They can have all the rights they want. They won't exercise them if they know there are consequences. That's... it. Look, and you don't have to take my word for it. It's like this everywhere. So... so TFM. Hey, what's up, Cat? What's going on, buddy? Boy, Cat, okay. how you going? Yeah. Uh, Shogun, do you mind if I chime in here, or... Oh, hold oh, on. Celestina's got to Communism failed due to people being blind to the inherent problems of the system. Looking at patriarchy objectively, do you see anything that could cause it to fail so we do not make the same mistake? Obviously women's rights, but anything else? Honestly, what it is, what will cause patriarchy to fail is men's empathy for, for the women within their own group will overshadow their practical realities. Oh my goodness. One of the mods had a hair trigger for putting me in the thought dimension chat. Now I'm shit out of luck for winning a pocket pussy. I still ride with you daddy, but this is horse shit. Keep up the great work. Well, yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I saw his name in there. Um, yeah, I'm sure there was a reason. Anytime someone DMs me and they're like, I got put in the thought dimension in potato, this is bullshit. I always, 
like the mods record why they give out punishments and i i read the log and it's almost always completely justified and then yep. I'll, sometimes the best thing you can do if you really instead of calling instead of dming me and talking about how you were unjustly put in the thought dimension or banned or whatever just tell me you're sorry and you won't do it again that would probably get you better results than lying and trying to accuse the mods of being biased or something like that because chances are that they screen cap the reason why you were banned yep. So yep. I'm going to see what you said, and chances are you're just full of shit. And then I'm going to see the screen cap. I'm going to shake my head, and that's the, that's how that conversation ends. Instead, just apologize and say you're sorry. And then you yeah, might on, might get unbanned. I'm just saying. Might. Yeah, speak to the mods. Let the mods, you know, understand that maybe you were just in the moment and whatever, yeah. and sort out with the mods. You know, going trying to quote-unquote go over the mod's head to myself or tfm it's just gonna land you in more trouble dude like take your especially, if you're, especially if you're lying uh, now before before we get to forward let me answer the previous celestina question yep. so uh because men value their daughters their wives their mothers their sisters there is a danger that their empathy for their own kin will overpower the practical need for patriarchy. They'll see like, oh, these, these, this is my sister. This is my daughter. Like, this is why I never expect Stefan Molyneux to embrace taking women's rights away because he has a daughter. The fact that he has a daughter, his empathy for his daughter will overpower his reason. And he won't understand that like women shouldn't have these rights, but because all he'll see is you're talking about taking my daughter's rights away. How dare you? So, but again, I'm not talking about taking their basic human rights away. I'm not talking about making them chattel. You take a few of the rights away, rights that they've never earned and bear no responsibility for, such as voting, the welfare state, things which he agrees need to go. Stephen Malnu talks about how the welfare state is cancer and needs to go. Well, the only way to get rid of the welfare state is to take women's voting rights away. So, but look, if your daughter doesn't vote and it allows us to get rid of the welfare state, isn't that worth it? We're trying to create a better world for you and your daughter, Stefan. We want to help you, but you, you, your empathy for your daughter is clouding your judgment. And that's, that's what will spell the end of patriarchy. It's when men's empathy for the women within their family and in-group overpowers their reason. And they start to question the, the efficacy or the ethicalness of patriarchy in the face of denying their precious women these rights. So the only thing we can do in the face of that is keep them educated about, this is what I think is super important, making sure that rights and responsibility are balanced. So we're not telling women, we're oppressing you because you have a vagina. We're telling you, you don't have these rights because you do not bear responsibility for these rights. Do you want to bear responsibility for those rights? This is what you have to do. You gotta do X, Y, and Z. If you do X, Y, and Z, then you've earned these rights. If you cannot physically do these things or you don't want to do these things, then you do not get these rights. Done. So we're not oppressing them for, for just because, because it's Tuesday and because we, we were misogynists. We are taking their rights away because they don't bear any responsibility for them and they've never earned them. And also because they are standing in the way of saving Western civilization because of their short-sighted hypergamous solipsism. Anyway, okay, cat. You had something to talk about. Right. Yes, I wanted to uh, go back to the subject of the Muslim arbitration courts. Okay. Now, I understand what you're saying, TFM. Um, you know, I don't believe that they deserve to be in the UK. I think they're an affront to real justice. Um, but my main issue is, um, when you say that, oh yeah, you know, 
when a woman wants to bypass these courts, they can just, you know, say, oh, I, I don't take this Sharia court, um, you know, seriously. And then next thing, you know, she's been beheaded somewhere. That's, that, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, the arbitration courts are there and they're used so that if something can be sorted out between, you know, one Muslim or another, sorry, one Muslim and another, they can go through that court before it gets taken any further. It's the same way in the UK where if someone wants a divorce, um, the, I mean, they're, they, they, what they do is that they, they um, put in their petition for divorce and then they have to wait six months before, you know, the actual divorce proceedings take place. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So they, they what they do is they, they, they just give the person they, they give the two people involved a sort of time period to say, Are you sure you want to do this? And it's well, the same way with the Muslim arbitration. The, the, the mechanics now, the, the mechanics don't matter. Here here's the key. No, obviously no, no, the but what okay. Okay. Let me finish. But All going right. back to the point now, you cannot subject someone to an arbitration court. I mean, imagine imagine the uproar that there would be if you've got a someone a uk citizen you know let's say that she's some oh hold on hold on no fuck that all i said was using what's at the end on your wrist in the same as you say side note i called saturday tradcon radio show and told him about taking women's rights away and he called me a nut job these dipshits are clueless okay i mean all right look dm me your side of the story i'll talk to the mods we'll get you unbanished or unbanned just all right there you go yeah and on that note please not during a live show okay it makes well, me want to take even less serious hold on no well i mean he, he's he's paying he's donating in order to speak his piece so you know i appreciate that but anyway so cat um yeah. my point my point i wanted to make was um the woman but, is always going right. to get a better deal in the secular civil court than in the sharia court because the Sharia courts aren't built on gynocentric feminism. So why, if, if that's true, why does any Muslim couple choose the Sharia court instead of the secular court? Because that, that's kind of the argument is, oh, look, they don't have to use this. Well, then why do they? Why doesn't every divorce end up going to the civil court? I'm not, I don't know what the numbers are. I would well, guess they, the majority of Muslim... The because they, this, the Sharia courts hold, actually hold no power. They hold no intrinsic power. They just... It, they're just an entity. Okay, if you say so. All right, and before I forget that we do have a winner for the giveaway, his name oh, is Black Jackies. Hold, hold, hold up, up a wait. second. Sorry. So as yeah, sorry. As I was saying, so imagine the uproar that you would have if you know you had like let's say some you know non-Muslim. Or, well, mm -hmm. not non-Muslim, but someone that he's a UK citizen being subjected to a Sharia court when Who she cares? said that I want, I don't want to go for a Sharia court. The up, just the, imagine mean, the uproar. You mean, or the man, or a man. It doesn't matter. No, doesn't you, matter. well, like, like the uproar when the government said, hey, fuck your Brexit vote, eat my ass. And you all said, okay. Or when they arrested, the when they yeah. arrested Tommy Robinson for no goddamn reason, you're like, okay. You didn't do shit. Listen, Brexit. You didn't do a Brexit goddamn thing, you goddamn Dude, pussies. Brexit, Brexit is still happening. Brexit no, it's not. Always, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. What's stopping us from having Brexit? I don't know. Your own giant vaginas? No, no, no. no that you used no, to call no, your penises no, no. your inverted Listen, man pussies? Whether, whether, we, whether, 
whether we have a deal or no deal brexit is still a thing there's other okay. issues in the wings that um yeah. that is it that is an issue that is holding i want you to i want you to dig that, into your man pussy pinch your little internal clitoris okay, and just look, give that a yank the only thing the only thing that is stopping brexit from happening is the good friday agreement that is the only thing that's a that's okay. a fucking cluster all right okay cat cool uh with all other, respect. other than that other than that <laughs> hold up stronger. other than that listen whether we have oh a deal God. or no deal hold on hold on hold on wife privilege her future husband ensuring far better outcomes for most daughters than their own choices ever do that is how thick the egalitarian programming is cursing their own daughters to a life of whoredom uh, yeah well because my principles it's it's really it's really bad though like here's the thing if your principles lead to bad outcomes then your principles are shit the scientific method like if you science is all about observation and recording and, and testing your hypothesis if your principles are moral and they lead to bad outcomes something's wrong with your principles and if your principles are based off of some religion then you need to question that why are these principles leading to bad outcomes you know, maybe something is wrong maybe your god doesn't exist i'm just saying anyway cat you were saying you were right, talking about uh, how um, i'm i'm gonna give shogun the floor because um obviously um i've kind of hijack this but we will have a we'll, we'll oh, have another conversation okay. about this on show okay because this is not over i can't let you <sighs> all right you know. you know what look i i want i want the songs to be true i want to believe that the uk <laughs> is going to actually stand up against their government selling them out uh discounting their vote locking up their citizens for bullshit like they're taking you can't have plastic knives they're taking your memes away and you're like Seriously, like, I, where's your line? Where's your line where you say, fuck this shit? Is there a line? Is What can the government take away that will finally get you to claw their like, eyes I out? Feel and... like, I feel like, I feel like you was, like, I was going to, I was going to keep this civil to I was going to just, All right. you know, did the whole Celestina thing and let Celestina do the talking for me. But I feel like you've, 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 you've pushed me into a corner here you knew that i was right. going to come on the show when you started talking shit about the uk didn't you did confess yeah yeah you got me what are you going to do about it right. gonna cry i'm here now gonna cry some no. more no all right so but anyway wait, 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 i apologize no hold on cat where is your line where is the line where you finally say enough is enough You've ignored our votes. You've locked up our citizens. You've they taken our memes. They haven't ignored... Wait, they... Okay. Okay. Europe took the memes. Not the UK. Europe took the memes. We, we're just subjected to their laws for now. Anyway, we are having our Brexit. We will have... it, Whether it's a deal or no deal, it does, or right. a hard Brexit, soft Brexit, it doesn't matter. The issue is, with Brexit right now, is the Good Friday Agreement. That is a clusterfuck in itself. Do you know what the Good Friday Agreement is? No. no. What is the Good Friday Agreement? Okay. Do, you, do you know Northern Ireland? Republic of no. Ireland? I know okay, Ireland. I know Ireland. Okay. So, yeah. Well, there, there is actually Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, and obviously um, Republic of Ireland is still in Europe. Northern Ireland is part of the UK. So you've got the Eurozone and then you've got the Sterling Zone. This creates a problem because obviously okay. there are trade barriers uh and the good friday agreement was something that was uh put in place to allow in essence you know in essence free trade between 
the Northern, Northern Ireland, well, Northern Ireland and, and the rest of the UK, and the Republic of Ireland. And this is a shit show right now because I don't want to be okay. bombed. And I don't, you know, I don't take no. uh, See, that, that's why. the IRA that... lightly. I don't so... take any Irishman lightly. They're very, they're very passionate and very strong people, and I respect their resolve, oh, uh, whether they're Northern Irish or, um, <clears throat> you know, from so, the uh, So you Republic agree... So you, yeah. So at the end of the day, you, you're just proving my point that you're you're just willing to fucking kiss, stick your head between your leg and kiss your own ass when what? there's vi there's violence being threatened against you. So whether it's, it's fucking Muslims, no, it's whether not, it's the it's Irish, not, whether it's, it's your not. own government, you're just like, oh, I fucking should I spread my ass cheeks a little further for you? <laughs> Here I looped up my own ass. It's I'll loop up my that. own ass. Let me spit it, in my hand. It, fucking no, tickle no, no, my own it, butthole it, to lube it up for your it, cock. It, Sorry, it's not that, dude. It's obviously it's a very sensitive situation, and um, oh, assholes can be very you know, sensitive when you're getting fucked. <laughs> okay, it's a lot of tenderness going on there, a lot of nerves. <sighs> yeah, right. I still love. But you anyway, fat. I don't. Yeah, I love you too, dude. I love you too. <laughs> True. That's that's <sighs> real talk. <laughs> that's real real talk. Your country's yeah. just full of pussies, is all. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But um, obviously, we, we, you know, despite what people say, um, we in the UK, we have a, an immense respect for the Irish. And, um, you know, it's it's just, we're just trying to work through the motions and figure out what the best deal is. Um, just let them be their the own Republic country. Of Ireland. What? No, we can't do that. That's, Why not? No. Why not? Because it's this very, dude, I... I it's very, it's very um, complicated. I mean, do, do, like I, me explaining it to you <sighs> would take another half hour at least. Well, isn't that what the because IRA was not, fighting for not... the entire time? Isn't that what the whole yeah, the war IRA was about? Was fighting for that. Yeah, they wanted an independent Ireland. So it's like, oh, well, we don't want to be part of the EU, and Ireland's like, well, we don't want to be part of the UK. Well, fuck you, Ireland. You're no, gonna be part of the UK. Eat a dick. And then Dude, the EU's like, well, fuck you, Britain. You need to be part of the EU. Okay. Well, well, no. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I think it's a little uh, hypocritical. Well, well, hold, hold up. Hmm? Okay, so obviously you've got you've got the Republic of Ireland, which you know um, they want to six. You know they they want a. Uh, an island, a, a, you know, a full island, and then you've got the, uh, you've got the Northern Ireland, and, uh... Oh, hold on. Waifu privilege. Cat, the issue in the UK is that you're all pussies. Give that inverted penis of yours a tug. Let your balls hang, <laughs> and take your women's rights away. Love you, Daddy. Come crush my right pussy after the show. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's in the wall uh, right there. That is in the wall. Yeah. Go, go find yourself a but woman it, like Celestina. She love you long she's time. She's a bitch slap. She is. She is my. She is my. She's my everything. She's my everything. I'm gonna claw her fucking face when I see her. Oh, but anyway, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. But anyway, um, you've got the RRA, and then you've got the um, also Union Force. You know who these people are? They're they're essentially well. You could argue that they're the same as the RRA. So mm -hmm. they want to be part of Britain, and they are—they—they okay. they are in essence British. They're—they're um, they're very patriotic, and you, you know they want to be part of Britain. And then you have the rest of, um, you know, the Republic of Ireland, 
who are okay. So uh, I got an idea. I, hold so on, it's, I got an idea. It's, 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 so it's here's religious. what you do: carve out that part of Ireland that wants to be British, annex them, and then let the rest of Ireland go. What? Say that again. Take the part of Britain. Take the part of Ireland that wants to be part of the UK. Yep. Annex them and let the rest of Ireland that. go. That's what we done. That's you let the done. rest of Ireland go. Let the rest of yes. the, a part of that, Ireland that, which wants the, to be the independent. Rest of, the rest of well, whoa, whoa. the rest of oh, Ireland. Hold, hold on. I will help you if you promise to boycott Mexican beer. Oh <laughs> God, Kat, no. do you promise to boycott Mexican beer? No. Celestina no. is I've offering got... an alliance. She's gonna take her I sex have... doll powers. I. I have a Corona with lime right now. Oh my gosh. You have betrayed Fuck the that. boycott Mexican beer. You have chosen Mexican beer yep. over freedom and justice. What How much is the pay? Mexican beer cartel paying you? If they don't oh, value free actually. now, if they don't value freedom now, what makes you think them they're gonna value it due to some beer? Yeah. But know. anyway, guys, getting back to the point, guys, getting back to the point. We or we, Northern Ireland is ours by right. It's by ours. right, by right, yes, by right. What? Northern Ireland what? is ours. What? You said that about America. How'd that work out? Listen, let's let's what? let's stick on the subject. I, I, Northern I didn't Ireland hear you. is ours. The people, the people in Northern Ireland are British. They say they are British. They are, they you know, they are the same kin as us. They are. I mean, they have, they may have Irish accents, but they are right. British. Right. And they, so they, they are they are Protestant. <sighs> and then we have Republic of Ireland. Now, hold on. Is... Listen. Right. Do you not see the the double standard here? The UK is trying to get away from the EU, and meanwhile, yeah. you're proclaiming that you own Ireland, and they can go eat a dick. We do. We, I didn't do you say not, we own Ireland. Do I you not, I did see, not say TFM? You said TFM. they're yours. No, do you not see the blatant double standard no. here? No. Don't put words let, in my mouth, TFM. Let I the said, lucky charms I, go. Let the lucky charms go. No, no. Let the no, lucky no. charms go. I'm so, TFM. I'm saying, Northern Ireland is ours. It is is ours, by right, by the Northern Irish, who want to be British, and I will respect that. Yes, the Republic of Ireland is very different. It does not encompass Northern. You know, okay, then some... let them go. Let them go. Why is let that so go? hard? Let the let the Irish go. Let the so they're their own country. Republic of Ireland is its own country, and it's in the EU. Well, then what the fuck is the problem? The the problem is is that Northern Ireland is part of the UK. It is ours by right. It is ours. Okay, so if they want to be part of the UK... Oh, 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 if I... Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay, if I okay. came and said... If I took Hawaii, and I took California, and I took Texas, and I said okay, it's hold mine... On, hold on. I am disappointed with you. Now I see how the colonies kicked your behind and won independence. Boycott Mexican beer. See? That's Eat the... my you, ass. You chose Mexican beer. Celestina offered an alliance with you. She was going to use her vast... Spinning robo pussy powers to to aid Britain in their hour of need, and you chose Mexican beer over her, mm. and now you've lost her. Like she's now she's your enemy. I hope the Mexican beer was worth it, you bastard. It was worth it. It was worth every. Well, actually, I didn't pay for it, but yeah, it was worth. It. All right. Yeah, eat my ass. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, I'm a Corona shield.
Oh, okay. You, you, <laughs> you got those corona shekels. Yeah. But, TFM, as I was saying, okay. getting back to... Specifically getting back to the um, point. Northern Ireland is ours. Uh-huh. You know, it, it has... It has a British population. It belongs to us. If if they want, if if Northern Ireland want to be part of Republic of Ireland, they're quite welcome to do so. But let me tell you this: the Republic of Ireland don't want Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland don't want to be part of the Republic of Ireland. It's as simple as that. Because okay. the Republic of Ireland don't want to pay for Northern Ireland. It's as simple as that. This is the problem. They 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 say they want it, but they don't want it. Alright, so what is the Good Friday what is this issue with the Good Friday thing that was So Brexit? obviously we had we had the issues with the troubles and then um after the troubles I, we had the Good Friday agreement. The Good Friday I like how, agreement was I like how that that's your name for your little war on terror. Like you're fighting the IRA, it's the troubles. In America we call it the war on terror. Okay. I just think it's very very indicative well, of the different cultures in America and the UK. Well, that's because we know how to do things properly, unlike you colonists. Uh, unlike you, you can't can't win a war. Oh, we, whatever. But anyway, Suck it. as I was saying, so the the we had the troubles, um, which was, you know, basically Northern Ireland being um, barricaded in from um, the Republic of Ireland, and the RA wanted Northern Ireland. The um, Unionists wanted wanted to stay with. Um, you know the UK, uh-huh. and we protected them for that. Now the Good Friday Agreement was to say, okay, the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, we're gonna we're gonna demilitarize those borders, and then we're gonna allow free entry, but be- you know, between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. That was the Good Friday Agreement. Now that the UK is leaving the um, EU, EU, right? We have the problem of obviously there are trade trade laws and tariffs and all this other sort of stuff that's going on and that will create a problem wouldn't it oh so the republic of ireland is still going to be part of the eu and therefore the agreements you made are they may be uh what's the word i'm looking for they may be overruled by the eu laws yes yes all right well that's this that's the republic of ireland's problem then is it you can hold up your end of the bargain but if the eu doesn't want to allow Ireland to hold up their end of the bargain. That's not your problem. Well, obviously, this is what will bring about a second. This this is what potentially could bring about a second troubles. That's what people are fearing. This is why it's a very very delicate situation because don't get it twisted. Whether they're Northern Irish or whether they're from the Republic of Ireland, the Irish are very passionate people. I respect but, them. They, you know, hold on, but Cat, if you're like, hey irish people uh we want to we want to continue free trade with you so we're ready to continue free trade with you but the problem is the eu is overruling the agreement we had uh so we are willing to work with you and and go to bat with you but we 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 don't control the eu why would that why would they turn to terrorism and attack you when the problem is the eu wouldn't they attack the eu since they're the ones who are standing in the way of their free trade it's not as simple as that because obviously, um, in the, the way the EU does stuff is, you know, it's EU centric, and people are going to see it as well. You know, Britain voted to leave, so obviously Britain is the problem, and a lot of people in the Republic of Ireland see it as well. The British are putting up barriers. That's how they're going to see it, it regardless of what is whatever has happened. 
That is the issue. All right. You know why you don't negotiate with terrorists? Well, it's easy for you to say that when they're right. fucking three thousand miles away, dude. When they're when they're you know, you know, very very oh close to gosh. you, and they have they could potentially fucking blow you up. The the RRA is no joke, and the the unionists are no joke. I don't know how how is letting all these terrorists live among you working out. I guess that's that's really well, the, okay. Well, the quintessential you, question. Okay, so how do you spot the terrorists, dude? Come on, they're white. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's not a race thing. But, but, you, well, I'm not saying. Look, listen. I'm not saying. I'm not putting it down to race per se. I'm saying that how can you spot? I mean, unless you speak to them and you find out that they're Irish and you say, "Oh, uh, he's Irish." Well, Shit, look. Here's now. here's how I I ask myself, what would Genghis do? So, okay, I, you so know, you find out where these people are based out of, and you say, all right, look, um, these people are, are going to go. We can take all of you with them, or you could turn them over. And then you do that a couple times, and once you show them the fucking dead bodies, like, see all these people we killed? Now, here we go, round three. Are you going to turn over these people, or are we going to kill you all? And then eventually, like, oh, shit, okay. fucking get the fuck out of our town. We don't want to die. And then there you go. You solved the problem. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. How many people were deported from Ireland to the U.S.? I don't know. Do I look like a Wikipedia? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm guessing that you are very familiar with a lot of Irish people in in the U.S., aren't you? Sure, I, Irish people are fine. And how 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 amicable are they? I mean, do you, I mean, do you, do you get along yeah. with them? Or are sure. They, yeah. Bollocks. Sure. Okay. Bollocks, you do. Whatever. Listen, uh, listen. One thing. Listen. The fact that the fact that they succeeded from us should tell you everything you need to know. The Irish people, as I've said, um, being very um, diplomatic with my words, they are very passionate okay. people. You All can't right. just, you know, how can I say, disrespect them like that and think that nothing's gonna come of it. They're very passionate well, look, people. They're no, very patriotic look, people. Here, right, Whether they're so, Northern Irish or Republican. Okay, Irish. look, you go to Ireland. Like, look, man, uh, we respect you. We want to trade with you. On our end, we're ready to trade with you. The EU is overruling our trade agreement and saying that you can't trade with us freely. It's not up to us. And if they're like, well, that's not good enough. You need to, what, go to war against the EU on your behalf? It's the EU's problem. Like, we'll go together, we'll petition the EU to allow us to trade freely. I'm totally okay with that. Now, but if you start bombing us, we're going to fuck your shit up. Because we're not the problem here. We want to trade with you. We want to have peaceful relationships with you. But we will not tolerate terrorism. And I will fucking kill every fucking one of you if you piss me the fuck off. Tivim, stop, stop. We just we just lost you there because you I think you went AFK or something. I had to drag you back. Okay. In. So oh, you got to okay. repeat everything oh, you just said. Oh my god! All right. No, I said okay. You tell go to the Irish. Like, look, we want to we want free trade. I want free trade. I'm a free trade absolutist. I'm all about the free trade. It makes everybody richer. Uh, but if the EU is overruling our free trade agreements, the problem isn't us. I want to trade freely with you. I want to help both of us benefit from free trade. The EU is the problem. So let's work together and let's get the EU to back the fuck off and let us trade freely because that's the problem. If the problem is the lack of free trade, then let's let's work on that. Let's go to the EU and say, hey, we want to trade freely. Can you get the fuck out of our business? And if they're like, no. Never. Well, then Never. we now know who the problem is, don't we? The problem isn't us. And if you attack us, we're going to kill you. 
You find the terrorists by having an actual police force and not have them coasting on Twitter. Also, how the hell do your sailors get anything done when they can't even stay out at sea long enough to lose their alcohol tolerance? That's pretty savage. Yeah, like, okay, the problem is, uh, yeah, in order to fight an insurgency, you have to do things which aren't politically correct. You gotta, you gotta do things which are considered offensive. Um, that's just how police work is done. So, like in America, we fought, we fought, we fought the um, the IRA at a time when political correctness did not exist, and but you, they weren't. You, you, but yeah, you, they, were fighting, joke. they were fighting for their independence and you didn't want to let them go. No, we, no what, what do you mean fighting for their independence? What, what do you mean? Are you talking, Isn't that what wait, the IRA was fighting for? They wanted the, independent Ireland? Are you talking about the Easter Rising? No, no, no. You're talking about the Easter Rising. That's fucking, something different. Oh, really. my God. Where I don't the, know. Uh, where I don't, the, well, hold I don't on. care. The Irish, I pay attention to the, the history back. of the they, losers. No, no. They stepped... During, during, during the World War, they stabbed us in the back. They rose up against us. They rose up against us when they should when they should not have rose up against us. That are you talking about that? If you're talking <laughs> about that, then that's that's one thing. I'm talking about I'm talking about the I'm talking about the troubles. Ireland was free. Ireland okay. was free. So what were they attacking you for if Ireland was free? Because 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 they wanted Northern Ireland. They wanted Northern Ireland. That's what they wanted during the troubles. Okay, now you're saying Ireland is, is yours by right. So Northern like... Ireland is ours by right, ours by right, by blood, by by agreement, okay. by all right, by whatever you wanna dress it up as. It is ours. It is okay. ours. You all go right. to you go to Northern Ireland and you say, are you are you part of Ireland or are you British? What okay. are you? What do you think they would say? I don't know. Probably it doesn't matter. So, so, so they They're were trying British. to right. So they British. were so basically they were invading Britain and trying to take over, but they were using insurgency rather than a standing army. I assume so. They're basically doing terrorist attacks to try to get you to give them land. Yes, kill them. Well, what, what's this a problem? It is simple. It's you find out dude. find out who's harboring yeah. them and murder them all until you, they run out of people. That's how, like what would Genghis do? What would Genghis do? Hold up. He kill sorry. he killed them let me, all. Let me, let me just, until let me just, they sorry. until everyone sorry. fucking learned their learned their place. Listen, uh, SF Conquistador. Dude, be quiet. Be fucking quiet. Yes, by blood. By blood. Okay. By blood. Look, if you have the, terrorists, the Irish are British. Okay. So yeah, you have British. but if you have terrorists Killing, you know, civilians and attacking you. If you had terrorists killing their own people, what would you do? You kill them. Exactly. But so what the fuck? Hard. You're like, listen, I, it's not hard. Listen, they're, they're, the you know Irish where they are. are. Listen, listen. The, the IRA are very elusive, so you have to respect that. They're very good at what they do. They were trained by the best. They were trained. They were trained by, um, you know, uh, you know. You know, they were trained by uh, the All Egyptians, right, no. the Jordanians. They were trained by a lot of people that All made right, so them what they are today. The thing is, no, the, the truth is, you were un. The, there's easy. You could put down an insurgency. You have to be willing to fucking kill people, and that's a problem. There's an insurgency, and then there's an Irish insurgency. Oh, like, you, you can't. 
Look, there's, they're not there's two different, two very different things. Dude. It's not like they had an underground city. It's not like they're fucking dark elves and they can retreat to the fucking webway. They're in the cities. You fucking, you either go door to door. You do basically. A, we're we're coming into every house. We're looking for weapons, and if we find weapons in your house, you're all under arrest. Tfm. Uh, okay, or, listen, TFM, we're, we're, or we're we actually, fucking. We're actually running. <coughs> we're, we're gonna burn we're your neighborhood to the ground and kill you all. Like this, this is not. We're not going to tolerate you fucking shooting at civilians and your bullshit. So, TFM, but I, you're like, oh, but the civilians. Like, what part of what part TFM, of terrorism do you I, not understand? Did I say that? I did not say that. I did not say that. I, okay. Um, as I've said, we're dealing with a very elusive enemy. A very elusive enemy. You know where they and are. We, we, you know where they are. This is not rocket science. Yeah, don't. you do. Yeah, they're in the Republic of Ireland, but this, that's a very yeah. big place, all things well, considered. But getting back to the point, listen, we got, we're got six minutes over. So I'm just going to I'm gonna just say something, and then you can just have the last word. Okay. The, the, the problem is is that we are dealing with a very elusive enemy, and it... And, like i get the impression that you're trying to write them off as just some like you know just some a, a bunch of well fools there's and, there's, you know, a, there's a british man hold up let me finish okay let me finish you, you know we didn't i get the impression that you, you think that we're dealing with some drunken irish and blah 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 these are no. very organized people the ira are very i mean if people were to say what is the you know, greatest terrorist organization that has ever existed. A lot of people would say the RA. But anyway, getting back to the point. Oh my God. The issue is, is that we're dealing with a very elusive enemy and it's not as simple as just saying, oh yeah, let's just round these people up and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And this and the other. They're very competent at what they, what they do. They're very competent in how they achieve it. They are not to be taken lightly. Okay, this is why you, it's such done? a delicate situation. But sorry, go ahead. <sighs> All right. So when you basically what you're talking about here is a civil war, right? Or you're not really a civil war. You're being invaded by uh, a country that's trying to annex part of your land. So you declare war on them. You fucking kill them until they surrender. And when they surrender, they must unconditionally surrender, and they must lay down their arms. And all IRA people must turn themselves in. Um, or you could just pardon them. Like, look, as long as the violence stops, we won't fucking kill you. But the second they start shooting and bombing, you just start... You find out where they are and you fucking blow them to hell. And any civilians you're using as human shields, you blow them to hell too. And then you go back. Like, all right, is it, you, am I making myself clear this time? Don't fucking attack us to try to annex our land. Otherwise, we're going to kill you. You unconditionally surrendered, and then you went back on it, and now you're attacking us again. So now we're going to destroy shit, and we're going to fart, start burning shit down and killing people until you learn your lesson. Now, the reason why this probably wouldn't happen is like, oh, the international community, the human no, rights, no, no. the war crimes. Yes, Look, what? It did happen in the Easter Rising. That, that very thing that you're speaking about did actually happen. So they, so they the unconditionally surrendered. They, no, they, they rose up. Well, they rose up. They mm -hmm. they took over um, buildings and you know uh, tried to disable communications. And we had to field an army to go in there and deal with them. This happened, dude. This happened. Okay. So you in 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 did they unconditionally of, uh, surrender after you pushed their did. shit in? Did they unconditionally surrender? They did one. Yes, unconditionally right. surrendered. So they and then they still attacked you with terrorist attacks. After they unconditionally well, we, surrendered, we gave up. We we gave up. You know, we gave up parts of Ireland. Uh, you know, at the end of it all, um, but we still held on to. Okay, 
So you basically, look, if they don't have a standing army, if they're using guerrilla tactics and uh, terrorism essentially because they don't, they can't field an army, basically they're at your mercy. The only thing stopping you from pushing their shit in is your own restraint. So you're like, oh, this is a very elusive enemy. Fucking kill them. I promise you, like, you know the general idea where they are. Start blowing them up. You'll hit them. And then people be like, oh shit, don't hide with, don't hide me. You're using him as a human shield. I don't want to die. And they'll stop harboring them. It's your own, it's your restraint. That's why, that's why we can't have nice things. Because they're like, oh, now the terrorists are using a hospital to, to launch their weapons. We can't counterattack. Why not? Oh, because it's a hospital. They're, who fucking cares? They're using it to launch weapons at us. Blow up the hospital. Oh, that's against the Geneva Convention. They're terrorists. They don't have Geneva Convention protections. Like, I saw this shit. When I was in Iraq, I saw kids. When, whenever people would leave the FOB, there would be kids on, on HF radios telling everyone we were coming. And then they'd be preparing ambushes and IEDs. And we could not do anything about the fucking spotters. Because, oh, they're just kids. They're not armed. They have radios. They're fucking spotters for Al-Qaeda. Why in the fuck are we announcing, letting them announce we're coming so we can get ambushed and have IED sh fucking shot at us? Why? Oh, because, uh, and you know what it is? It's because, because the media. What the fuck? The, why are we here? If we were not, if we are unwilling to fight the war to win, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we worried about the media? The media won't let us shoot the Al-Qaeda spotters because they don't actively have a gun. It's like the same thing, like, oh, just because a guy's robbing you doesn't mean you can't shoot him. He's just robbing you. Fucking stupid. So, look, look, if you're, if the Irish don't have an army, and you do, you win. I don't give a shit what, like, brilliant terrorists they are. If you, if you blow up enough of their towns and kill enough of them, they will surrender. Their people will make them the sort like, oh my god, they're killing us all. Stop what you're doing. We can't defend ourselves. But you were unwilling to do that, which is why you let them walk all over you. Which is why you're letting the Muslims walk all over you. And why your country is absolutely fucked. Because you're so prim and proper. I hope you shave your asshole while you're getting fucked. It's, it's, the, it's the proper thing to do. Before you get fucked, you want to give your ass cheeks a nice good waxing so that it's nice and baby soft and smooth while they're fucking you in the ass <laughs> because you're unwilling to actually fight to win. And that's fine. You know, we, we all can't be winners. Sometimes it's time for people to just exit the stage of history once and for all. So, there you go. All right. Um, I love you, Kat. There's a, there's a spot on my couch just for you. If you ever want to get the fuck out of there. I don't want you to die. Okay, that's it. The original Brexit happened in 1776. Follow our example on Treason Day and this shit can get fixed. Take women's rights then grease the fuckers. Fucking hell guys, I just fucking summed up the entire conversation. Sincerely, Arrow. Yep, that's right. Thank you, Shogun. Well, okay. A shitload of people messaging oh me now. But um, I, I just want to just say, um, obviously, TFM, you said your piece. Um, I have immense, uh, immense respect for the Irish. Um, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, and I really do hope that we get this sorted out. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. One, la one last question. 
what reason does the Irish have to deal with you fairly when they know that you'll cave if they just hold out long enough? But we that's the thing. We we we're down if we do and we're down if we don't, because if mm-hmm. if we I'm just talking if we let um Northern Ireland go back into the fold of the Republic of Ireland, we subsidize Northern Ireland heavily to the tune of thirty billion a year. So the the Republic of Ireland cannot afford that. Do you understand what right. I'm saying? All right, so they cannot afford that. So they cannot afford to take the Northern Irish into the fold. Now, um, that creates a, that creates a situation because I mean, do we make it its own little country? No, that's that's not gonna that's not that's not gonna go over well. So we're fucked either way. Mm. If we let Northern Ireland go back into um, Ireland, the Republic will have the Unionists blowing us up. If we don't let the um, if we keep the republic, sorry, wait. The, so it, uh, wait. Northern so if Island. you if you let if you let the republic, oh my god! So if uh, you if you yeah. let wait if you let Northern Ireland go to Republic of Ireland, the Unionists in Northern Ireland would attack you for letting them go. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, I I, I would say that they, they're just so, they're just so you're, you're going to be attacked. So you're going to be attacked by Irish terrorists no matter what you do. Yeah. Pretty well. That's the all right. Well, That's then what, I have. I yeah. think there's only one way to go from there. Hmm. You must do do what must be done, Lord Vader. Wipe them out, all of them. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, getting back do to it. the point. So do it. Do it. No, I love. Let the your hatred much. flow through you, Lord Fiendicat. Listen, I I've got no Darth Sweet Corn. Go to the Jedi Temple. Wipe them all out. As I'm saying, I've got no issue with the Irish. They're very passionate people. Take very their lucky people. charms and bring them to me. I demand little hearts, moons, and horseshoes, diamonds, and blue moons. Hearts of gold and rainbows and the red balloons. And they are a people that should be able to self-determinate. That's fine with me. But the Northern Irish have chosen. So, all right. With that all said, right, Kat. Yeah. Let's. We've been talking about this way too long. I think. Uh, yeah. I'm done. I was trying. I was trying to sober cat this. <sighs> cat no, you can't. You can't sober cat. Sober cat. He's like he's got the ultimate yeah. sober cat immunity. Yeah, but I I just wanted to get <laughs> you know that what? one I wanted to get that one statement in the whole time. I know. Remind you of seventeen seventy six, but you guys get. I had I to know. pay seven fifty to finally get it through. Um, I see, you, did, you, you didn't have to. You didn't. You didn't have to, Shogun. That was unnecessary. I know, I know it was. Un- <sighs> I mean, well, in a way, it was because I don't believe I would have ever gotten to it either way. Because I because. I feel like I could have summed up that entire rant and argument in just a few uh, states. I know. Well, that's would, fine. Okay. go ahead. You sum it up. I want to. Say, I know. No, I say no yes we're done. Long. We're done. We have. No, no. Let's sum it up. He's no, a, we're done. He's, we're he's done. Let's. Shogun, who won the sex toy? Okay, his name was. You know what? I forgot his name. I have to actually oh. look at it again. All right. All right. So his you, name you was. Sum it up after. Go ahead. Uh, no. Okay. His done. name was Black. Okay, his name was Black Jack Shellac. 
All right, Blackjack Shellac. You have won the sex toy of your choice from fondlove.com. So go to fondlove.com, send me a link of the sex toy that you want and uh, your shipping information. It doesn't, don't, I mean, if you have a P.O. box or something, you could send me that. I don't want you to dox yourself or anything. But I need to know somewhere for them to send you the toy. So, yeah, just check, go to fondlove.com, pick out any toy you want. Send me the link to the toy you want, plus your shipping information. I'll forward that to the sponsor, and they'll mail you your toy. And for everyone else, save 15% at fondlove.com using code TURD. They have a really, you know what, okay, they have a really good um, pocket pussy that has a plastic shell, just like a Fleshlight for only $10. It's probably the best deal um, for pocket pussies. And then with 15% off, it's a, it's a smoking deal. So yeah, check out Fondlove, they're really good. Anyway, and I guess, um, right. yeah, we've had to, we've been going on for probably an extra 30 minutes. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, just it's just about. I mean, I wasn't exactly trying to like completely stop the the conversation you guys were having, but I wanted we have to at Shogun. least get Shogun sum up the argument somehow, <sighs> and I will I say did. yes or no. All okay, right, I'll let well, Shogun summarize yeah. it, and then we're done. This is the last word. Yeah. Okay. Now I already did it with the Celestina comment. I thought that would have been enough, but but anyway, if you want me to repeat it, let's just put it this way: You see, cat, the original Brexit was in 1776, which you know as Treason Day. Now, I understand you can't do that now because you guys have given up your guns, so you can't exactly just have a revolt. I mean, you've given up your knives too, so you, have, you don't really have much to throw at them but stones. I don't know, maybe crossbows? Get some automatic crossbows or something? Maybe that would work, but yeah, I mean, at I this point, I don't really see you guys be, being able to fight for your independence. You guys pretty much just have to bend over and take it with all due respect. This point is sugar-coated in American jingoism, so yes. Okay, uh, there we go. Um, yeah, I disagree. All right, so we had 43 banana questions that we didn't get to because we were talking about fucking. Do you want me to do them? No. I think you should. No, they're, I think they're, they're you should gone. do it. Like I think you should do it. I think All you should. It's 43 banana questions. I will shut the fuck. Listen, I will shut All the right. fuck up. And you go through at least 20 of those questions. You got to do 20. Jesus yes, Christ! 20. Because I just took over. What, like half an hour, 45 minutes? You of your did. Segment? Yeah, I'm, I did. You know. So I'm paying back to the community. Oh, answer okay. the 20 questions. Oh my gosh. All right. I'll answer 10 questions. I'm not answering 20 questions. That's 15, crazy talk. 15. 15. Oh 15. 12 and a half. 15. Come on. 12 and a half. 12, questions. Okay, 12 and a half. Right, I don't know how that half's going to. Yes. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right, uh, bro, going to convert my garage into a home gym. Any tips on setting one up? Key equipment you'd recommend on a budget? Oh, yeah, um, I have... It's not called a total gym. What is it called? It's a... It's basically like the total gym. So it's probably one of the... It's probably dollar for dollar the best equipment you can get. It's like a generic total gym. I can't remember who makes it. It's in the other room. I could go look, but I'd have to leave. Uh, but, yeah, so the way it works is you set it up on an incline... And it uses like bungee cord type of things to create resistance. And you use your own body weight to uh, to do different exercises. And it only costs like a couple hundred dollars, which as far as exercise equipment goes is nothing. You combine that with like an elliptical machine or something like that. And then you're, you're good. You got your cardio. You got your weight training. Because uh, the thing about like free weights are obviously the best, but they're very expensive if you want to buy an entire set of free weights. 
So I think that like a total gym type of thing, plus a cardio, that's really all you need. Unless you want to go to a gym or unless you want to like jog around your block or something. The problem is, uh, you know, if you live in a bad neighborhood or something like that, it may not be safe for you to jog it. Um, you can also, I know DDJ recommends convict conditioning where you use your own body weight. You do a lot of calisthenics. Obviously, that's free. You're using your own body weight and doing calisthenics. But if you actually want to do like gym style exercises, I recommend the uh, total gym or something along those lines. Just I got it on Amazon. You know what? I could probably look it up on Amazon. Give me a second. I'm going to look because I know I, I bought it on Amazon. Let me look up my order history. I'm sure I could find it. So uh, it's called um, hmm. I'm not seeing it. Let me try different keywords. Nope. I don't, wait, I don't know. So I, yeah, I ended up buying a uh, a curl bar for my thing, which is made for the total gym, but I'm not seeing the actual machine I bought, which I did buy from, oh, shit. I don't want to have to go through my entire Amazon history. Where was, fuck, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so it was, it was like a total gym type. Let me just, you know what? Let me just type in total gym, see if I can find what I ordered again. It wasn't a total gym, though. It was something... Oh, the, the here it is. Okay, I'm an idiot. It's the Wider, W-E-I-D-E-R, Ultimate Body Works. So it basically is a total gym, but it's it costs... like An actual total gym costs like $800 or $300, whereas the, the, the Wider, Ultimate Body Works is only $120. So it's like a total gym, but cheaper. That's why I got it. It works just as good. There's no reason to spend twice or three times as much on like a, a name brand total gym. So yeah, I got that. I did get a curl bar for a total gym, but it's compatible with the generic total gym anyway. So whatever. All right. That's one question down. Uh, do you recommend listening to the Dave Ramsey show? Um, honestly, his show is mostly people calling in about their money problems and Dave telling them to sell the car. Or cut up the credit card, you know, it's like kind of kind of generic and you know, you're gonna get the same kind of caller every time. If you read his books, you'll pretty much know what he's gonna say anyway. So but you can, you know, whatever. I didn't find them that entertaining though. Alright, that's two questions. Uh TFM, in the Navy, what was the best city you landed into port? Hmm. Well, it depends. So Panama had the best food. Fucking Panama, the Panamanian food was fucking on point. I got this stuff called the carne mixta. It was this giant plate of meat. And it was delicious. Delicious. If you're talking like the the place where I had the, you know, the best tourist experience, definitely Dubai. Dubai has crazy shit to do. They have this like six star hotel that costs $50 just to take a tour. They have a mall called the Gold Souk. It's a mall where every store is a jewelry store. And you could haggle people down to the par value of the gold. 
So basically all the craftsmanship that goes into the, the jewelry is free. You're only paying for the weight of the gold. That is fucking insane. So yeah, I bought so much gold and then I sold it like years later during the uh, the gold spike. I made so much money. It was great. Alright. What's your go-to for breakfast, lunch, dinner? I don't... I just eat when I'm hungry. I just do... Like, I don't really keep a schedule. So... I don't know. Breakfast, I like bacon. Bacon's delicious. Eggs over easy if I can't. The problem is that takes too much work. I usually just... Like, a breakfast burrito is usually my go-to just because it's I can throw in the microwave and, and take it. Lunch, that depends what I'm in the mood for. I, I like Chinese food. Uh, dinner is kind of the same thing. Lunch and dinner. I usually don't even really eat lunch. I usually have like uh, like a yogurt or something like that. I, I usually kind of skip lunch and then just have kind of a, an early dinner. So there you go. All right, the three questions. All right, hey, monkey, have you ever gone swimming before? If so, how good are you? And can you recommend a technique or two? I want to actually use my pool when I get my apartment. Also, Aquaman ain't got crap on me. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are swimming resources that are going to be way better than anything I can say. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not a swimming expert. Like, I can do the backstroke and shit like that, but that's about it. Sorry, I'm not like a big swimming guru. Alright, what's the worst state to grow up in? Oh, man. I mean, probably California or probably San Francisco. All the shit. You're going to get hepatitis. That's probably no good. And plus, I think San Francisco has the highest cost of living and the most income inequality. Like, it's just, and there's literal shit everywhere. So I'm probably going to say California. All right. What do you think would be the fastest and best way to red pill more men? Also, do you think incels are blue pilled or red pilled? Um, this thing is, is, I don't know. Like, I, I, you'd think that when people hear the truth, they'd get it, but no. Some people are just really stuck in their ways. So I don't know if there's a way to speed up the process. Some people don't want to be saved. As far as incels, it kind of depends. There's like different kinds of incels. So there's incels that are kind of mere images of PUAs. They identify their identity through their lack of getting pussy in the same way that PUAs define their identity by their ability to get pussy. And then you have like the black pill incels who just want to watch the world burn. And I think they're more nihilist than blue pill. So, yeah, I don't know. There's But there's nihilists in MGTOW too who just want to watch the world burn, so whatever. Alright. What's more funnier as a name? Suck Deep or Herd Licka? Suck Deep or Hard Licka? I'd say Suck Deep. Suck Deep is a funnier name. Glad Neither I could help you. Neither of them were funny. Well, funnier. I said funnier. Uh, what was food like in the Navy? Same stuff on repeat. Yeah, you had basically the same stuff. <laughs> It wasn't bad. The problem was, it, it, you know what it was like? It was like a school lunch. The only time it was different is when um, we'd hit port because we couldn't, like when we were in the in the States, we'd ordered like from the stores and it was the same shit. So it was like school lunch cafeteria shit. But when we were overseas, we had to buy from the local market. 
And so we get all kinds of weird stuff. One time we pulled into Italy and we got gelato and that was delicious. Gelato is the shit. But yeah, when you're not overseas, you're basically getting high school cafeteria shit. All right. Will you play Skyrim? Hopefully with mods. Like, again, the only games I can play on the stream are shooting games and action games because I don't have to think about them. If I try playing an RPG, like, I, ha I thought about playing uh, Fallout New Vegas, but it's too RPG-ish. You know, I just wouldn't be able to pay attention and host a talk show. So, yeah, got to keep that in mind. All right, TFM, I looked up the Indigent program, and I wanted to ask you for more information about it. Is it bull? I have some collections regarding EMS and emergency visits, but I was never asked for my insurance. I never knew I was on my mom's insurance for that matter. I don't know about the Indigent program, so I have no idea. That's my opinion. <laughs> All right, um, okay, skipping that question. Uh, can you invite Raging Golden Eagle to the show? Maybe to the 420. That would be fun. He's actually been on the show twice. So and I went on his stream, and then he was on my show the next day. And we did a stream way back in the day, but he wasn't very talkative because we had, like, some guests who had, like, you know, divorce rape stories. So the whole time, uh, Rage was basically just painting one of his miniatures and, like, really not paying attention because he didn't really have anything to add to the conversation. So it was kind of a waste of a, a, an invitation because he came on the show but we weren't really talking about anything he had anything to input so he was kind of quiet the whole show so that's the uh, that's the issue is if you're going to have a guest um, you want them to be able to contribute but then the problem is when you have a call-in show you can't necessarily control what the topic is going to be so but yeah I like Rage he's a good guy should get him on again I, well yeah look I have an open door policy uh, what do you think is better, the TFM show or the 420 show? It, it, honestly, it depends. Here's the thing. It's it's like the bell curve. The 420 show is more consistent. You're going to get a more or less good experience with the 420 show because it's all based on articles that I have control over, so I can control the content more. So you're going to get a more consistent experience. With the, with the TFM show, it's a talk show. It's a call-in show. So it's extremely dependent on the quality of the guests. So sometimes we're going to have amazing guests that are going to be like the best segment ever. It's going to be like a legendary segment. And sometimes you're going to have shitty guests and it's going to be a mess show that you'll watch once and never think about again. Uh, but think of it like Tom Likas. So Tom Likas, he's did a whole bunch of talk shows. I would guess only like maybe 1% of his segments are like the legendary Tom Likas segments that are still shared around to this day. That's only like 1% of all the segments he's ever done. Think about all the years he's been on radio, all the people he's talked to. Those legendary segments are like one in a million. So the thing about the TFM show is, you know, the really good segments just kind of happen organically. And all we can do is kind of be there to to wait for it and to watch it happen. Whereas with the 420 show, it's just more consistent. But it'll never reach the, the pinnacle of those really awesome segments. So they're different shows. Uh, I would say the TFM show is more hit or miss, whereas the 420 show is more consistent, but you're not going to get the really the high highs and the low lows. So it depends. Now, if you look at our sponsors, 
Look at how many more sponsors I have for this show than the 420 show. So I don't know if that's, that's a factor, but it is what it is. All right, I think we got three left. If insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, then can you show someone they are being insane and help them choose to be sane by choosing to make changes in their life and stop being insane? You have to give them a motivation. So, again, like the people who support communism, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they believe in equality. They believe equality. They believe communism is the right thing to do. And they don't care if it doesn't work. Their problem isn't that communism doesn't work. Their problem is that communism, they believe it's the right thing to do. And the fact that it doesn't work and it kills millions of people, that doesn't matter. All that matters is this is the morally right thing to do. So they're not insane. They're just zealots. So you're not really trying to cure their insanity. You just need to stop them before they get millions of more people killed. All right. Does TFM like comics or mangas? Yeah. In fact, I was a big supporter of Comicsgate before I got banned from Twitter. The problem is the whole Comicsgate community is basically very very Twitter-centric. So when I got banned from Twitter, I couldn't keep up with my Comicsgate stuff. But I was supporting a whole bunch of different projects. Um, I know Jawbreakers and Cyberfrog, uh, Brutus the Badass... A Bigfoot Bill, Sovereign. I supported all these campaigns and I ordered like four copies of each comic and I'm going to give them away when they show up. So we'll be giving away some of these uh, Comicsgate comics as soon as they're, they get published and mailed to me. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to support I want to support Comicsgate, but after I got banned from Twitter, I couldn't keep up with anything because Twitter was where everything was happening. And when you get banned from Twitter, it's not like... It'd be one thing if I could still keep up with people i just couldn't comment that would be one thing but no you can't do anything your account is completely locked so rip what are you gonna do so eh. all right so i think one more or a half of one yeah all right okay so is drawing porn at DeviantArt in exchange for money feasible work I've seen that a lot of good artists earn about $3,000 to $5,000 a month on their Patreons, and they only do porn. Uh, yeah, okay. No, DeviantArt is... I don't know anybody who... Think of it like um, these these girls who are cam whores, and they sell access to their premium Snapchats. Yeah, they're, they're making thousands of dollars a month because they're making porn. Now, if you're not a hot chick... Your only way to make porn is basically being an artist and making, like, hentai. Uh, if you're talented enough and people are willing to pay for access to your hentai in the same way these guys are willing to pay for the premium Snapchats of these fucking thoughts, sure, you can make a decent living, but are you that talented? Because I've, I've met, I've actually been friends with hentai artists, and they put an insane amount of work. In fact, I actually got some... There is a... I got a hentai artist to do some fan art of Celestina. And it's it's tasteful. She's wearing her little... Uh, the doll on my balls kind of elf outfit. But... Her going rate... For the hentai... Was like hundreds of dollars. You know, she, like three, four hundred dollars... For, um, you know, this hentai. It, yeah, it was really good. Very good quality. But 
I wasn't going to pay that. So, you know, we hag I haggled her down and, you know, whatever. We haven't really talked since then. But, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not worth it to me. Now, if you're all about the 2D girls and this is the only way for you to get your satisfaction, you're like, I need, like if you're Kuroi, you're like, I need Rem Hentai. I need all the Rem Hentai. Give me all the Rem Hentai. And you have the money, then sure, you can pay some artists to draw you all the Rem Hentai you need and to your exact specifications. You can beat your meat to it. Okay. that That's an option you have. But, yeah, I don't know if that's feasible work. Again, like I was talking to the guy earlier, these sorts of, these are gigs. These are side jobs. Um, drawing porn is not going to pay you $3,000 to $5,000 a month unless you are a very well-known, extremely talented artist. And you sh you know what you are. If Look at the people making three dollars to $5,000 a month and then try to copy their level of quality. If you can't, you're not going to make what they make. So be realistic and honestly, get a day job do the art on the side. It's perfectly fine to have a day job that pays the bills while you work on your hobby side job. Once your side job pays enough, you can quit your day job. TFM, thanks for all the help with my channel. It will pay off soon. Also a funny he said she said anime is my roommate is a cat. The entire family loved it on Crunchyroll. Okay. Yeah, I don't even watch, I don't watch anything anymore, so... But okay, good good recommendation. So my roommate is a cat. Is a, a funny anime on Crunchyroll for those of you who are interested. So yeah, just um, like when I started my YouTube channel, I had a day job. If you notice, during 2015, 2016, I was only making one or two videos a week because I worked. I actually worked two jobs. I had a day. I had a part time job and I had a full time job. Uh, when my YouTube channel kind of took off and I was actually making good money, I quit my 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 full-time 9-to-5 job. I kept the part-time job. I still have it. But I, do, I no longer work 9-to-5. I'm effectively self-employed now. And I've been doing this since 2017. And then what's funny is, like, <laughs> the, the adpocalypse hit. My revenue took a shit. And it's never recovered. Um, thank you for everyone who supports me on Patreon and everything. It does make a difference. But what I did was I didn't quit my job and like roll the dice with YouTube expecting to make a bunch of money. I worked my day job and I did the YouTube on the side for free for like a, for the first year. I didn't make shit. I also didn't like spend, but I, I didn't spend a lot of money either. I didn't buy a, a, like a microphone and all this a green screen until I started making money on my channel. For the first year, I basically used my smartphone to record audio. I used Microsoft Movie Maker, which was free, and I used Audacity to record. You know, I used free programs to make my videos. So that's what you should do. Do your art, your DeviantArt porn on the side. Don't quit your day job until you make it. Until your DeviantArt porn is actually making as much or more than your day job and you can afford to quit. But I hope you're talented, and be honest with yourself. If you're not, if you're not honest with yourself, if you're not as talented as you think, you'll know. And the best part is, if you put out your art and no one's buying it, no one's interested. Okay, fine. You you at least have your day job. You can at least pay the bills. Maybe you can improve your art over time. You throw enough hours at something, you will get better. Maybe you'll eventually get to that point. So good luck. And there we go. Goddamn, near four hours. Four hours of 
of shit this goddamn show. Yeah, you seem very displeased. Well, it's just usually, you know, we usually have a nice, tight three hour show. And it's been three hours and 46 minutes and 10 seconds. I apologize. I apologize, guys. Um, I, I did listen. Um, as you were reading out the questions and doing your thing, I had someone um, who is Irish who actually just reached out to me um, privately and said thank you for speaking up for my as an Irishman. So I can respect that. I, Ireland is a beautiful place. Go there, whether it's Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland. The people on the ground are lovely people. I do not support terrorism, whether it be for Northern Irish or um, from the Republic of Ireland. I don't support any type of terrorism. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying ground, you support. Hold up, I'm not supporting you support terrorism. The people on the that. ground are. Listen, trust me. I've been to Ireland many times, and every time I go there, it you know, they're beautiful people, and it, it should. Does, and that's I don't beside think, the point. I, TFM, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I do feel that you kind of trivialize the issue, and it's so, it's so much more complicated than that. No, it's, it's, it's not. You're it, over, it, you're overcomplicating it. Look, uh, when, when Hitler took power in Germany, what like thirty percent of the people voted. You know, the, the majority of Germans were against Hitler, but it doesn't matter. Same thing with Mussolini. It doesn't matter if the average person is a good, kind-hearted, loving person. If you have a bunch of dipshits who take power and use violence and terrorism, you gotta go kill them. And unfortunately, they will use humans as they will use the citizens as human shields. But you have to basically cutting cutting off the head of the snake is better in the long. Like when we nuke Japan, how do we not nuke Japan? They were prepared to basically defend their emperor to the last man. They had this whole strategy in Japan where they were going to arm the women and the children, and they were going to basically fight until. You know, fucking Japan was extinct, and when we nuked them, they surrendered. And like they were not, they they were prepared to, to die to the last man. So yeah, we killed a lot of. I mean, when you nuke a country, you're killing a lot of civilians. So yeah, we killed a lot of civilians, but we ended the war, which is ultimately good, even for Japan. So the the thing is, as long as you're like, oh, what about the the beautiful people? Yes, they're they're beautiful people, and unfortunately, a lot of them are going to have to die because we got to take out the dipshits who are invading and killing us, and we know they're among them and they're using them as human shields, and we can't we can't just talk, we can't just sit by and let them use them as human shields and get away with it because that's negotiating with terrorists. You, like when someone kidnaps someone and holds them for ransom, you don't pay the ransom because then those kidnap someone else and they'll keep doing it. You kill them. And yes, that probably means the hostage is going to die too. But you kill them, and then they realize, oh, kidnapping people doesn't work. And they'll stop kidnapping people. If you don't reward bad behavior, you won't get bad behavior. That's a, that's how war works. Anyone who thinks that's not okay. how war works doesn't know the first fucking thing. That's how war is. War, war is not is. like... War isn't a game... Where you like get in little rows and volley like fucking Napoleonic tactics. We all get in little squares and shoot at each other on an open field at like gentlemen. War is very bloody, it's very messy, and people get hurt and people die, and a lot of good people die. Three That's words. War. war. Three words. War is hell. They say it that yeah. way for a reason. Yeah. But anyway, um, we're not gonna 
continue this and obviously all TFM right. the floor is yours. You've you've had the right. last say. We all can right. go with oh, that, that's fine. I, I'm done. Yeah. Alright. I'm done. So Thank you for having uh, me on the show. Yeah, I mean it's Dude, it's great to have you back, Kat. You're you're welcome. Every, look, you're all welcome. Like DDJ and you're all welcome on the show whenever you want. Uh, I you know yeah. you, you made that abundantly clear to me. So yeah, I'm, so uh, you don't have to ask my permission. Yeah. You don't need to thank me. Open door. Uh, any you know, Raging Golden Eagle, Sandman, all you guys, just come on the show whenever you want. It's all like human just shows up sometimes, and it's totally cool. Hermit, you know, you guys are all welcome. Mikasa, Sukasa. Uh, anyway, cool. all right. I guess we're, we'll end the show now. Let's well, give a shout out to more. our. Okay, go ahead. There's one more thing. I have to make the International MGTOW Day announcement because I keep forgetting to do it on the Saturday show. So, okay. yep, on the 14th, that's when we're going to have it. So if anyone who's a content creator uh, wants to um, come um, on the stream with us, you're more than welcome to. So we have one guy. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. Now, he sent me a DM, but it never seems to show up for some reason. I don't know what it is. But yeah, okay. we got one guy so far, so hopefully we'll get some more by then. Well, if... You know, look, maybe they're busy. Maybe they got their own shit to do. It's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to impose myself on anyone. But it's, you know, it's right. just an option. If no one shows up, we'll do a regular show. No big deal. All right. Cool. No, no. All right. No All pressure. Right. Of course. One, right. one last thing. All Beric okay. says, Cat, stop being a faggot. You're the terrorist. Okay. Okay, dude. Noted. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> well, it kind of is, but okay. Eh, anyway. No further commentary needed. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Let's let's not keep circling back and top repeating ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We have um, we have lots of sponsors today. We got the Dollhouse, of course, proprietor of fine love dolls like the lovely and talented Celestina. We have the Autistic Guy's Guide to Security by TLCR. I did a recent book review. If you want to check that out. Um, it's a really good kind of general security guide. I did actually talk to the author. He's working on a cybersecurity book, and he is going to make like a, a prepper um, emergency preparedness book, uh, specifically for people with autism or who have some type of behavioral or social disability. And I think this is a really good topic because if you are someone who's on the spectrum, yeah, there's really not a lot of resources specifically for you. So these are really good books for someone in that position. So very recommended. Um, Flying Tigers Gear, proprietor of steel groin cups and martial arts equipment. We have Fond Love, of course, a pro provider of sex toys. Save 15% off with code TURD. And then, of course, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on $200,000 in Southeast Asia. Uh, you can buy the book at MGTOWbooks.com. Use code TFM for 10% off. So, Kat, Shogun, do you have any last words? Uh, no, sir. I am I'm all out of words to say. I am Gucci. All right, Gucci man. All right, thank you, everyone. See you next time. War. War never changes. In the current year, women have declared war on men. Men are not only guilty until proven innocent, but they are not even allowed to prove their innocence. In response to this warfare waged by women, known as feminism, men have sought refuge with waifus, Artificial women able to satisfy a man's need for love and sex. Retailers like the dollhouse began to spread.
bringing waifus to men everywhere, freeing them from the enslavement of feminism. Get your waifu today from the dollhouse.com or dc.dollhouse.com if you're in the United States before they're banned by feminism so they can control men once more. Go to the dollhouse.com and dcdollhouse.com to find your waifu today before it's too late. This is Shilestina here to tell you about Flying Tiger's Gear. While TFM is preparing his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, are you getting ready for the coming purge? Here is something you might not have considered. What are you doing to protect your dick? How are you going to repopulate Western civilization once you've purged the cucks and feminists if your balls are damaged? This is why Flying Tiger's Gear offers a steel kickboxing cup. Sure, you could use it for martial arts, but let's be real here. When some Antifa dipshit is trying to shank your dick, do you want the only thing between your manhood and cold steel to be a piece of plastic? I didn't think so. You need to protect your dick during the apocalypse, right? So check out Flying Tiger's Gear on eBay where they offer the aforementioned steel groin cup, as well as sell lots of martial arts and kickboxing gear if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you for your time. I have an important message for you. For the guys who dream about early retirement and packing their bags for a one-way trip to Asia and say bye-bye to hashtag me too, feminism, entitled women riding the cock carousel, Kirsten Gillibrand and all other undesirable excesses of the western cockpocalypse, I've got some good news for you. Author and MGTOW Luca Venditti has written a book about how to achieve early financial independence and leave the West. He managed to retire on 200k in Asia and is happy to share how he did it. His book will cover in detail the high yield deposit accounts available and how to capitalize on them for a guaranteed monthly passive income that grows with inflation, an extremely detailed budget breakdown and much more. The book is called MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200k in Southeast Asia. And you can purchase it on MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code DFM for an extra 10% off. You'll find the link and code in the description.
Good.